Well, I mean, the bits where Sonic's not actually on screen, it's not as <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> And welcome to episode 77 of The Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello there. And I'm also joined by Dramat. Say Punk's Not Dead. Punk's Not Dead. Yeah, 77. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Punk music. White Dwarf. Do you, want to, do you want me to just pull up the Wikipedia article for 1977? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot to do that. How are you lovely gentlemen today? I'm doing okay. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm well considering. Snipe? I am alive considering Drummer Matt's comment. <laughs> I am alive I'm... considering Drummer Matt's condition. Yes, which is he's the drummed Matthew. Well, I was I, I can't currently move my legs, which is my more my my issue. Mentally, I'm pretty good. I'm good sat down. I just can't move is it, around. Is it because you've been going fast? I, I was going well, yeah, a bit. <laughs> I was going a little bit fast, but more for a long time was the issue. Oh yeah, that's ah. fair. Yeah, I was I was uh, smashing it at the gym yesterday. Yep, just ripping it up, ripping down, ripping it off, ripping it sideways, ripping it sideways. Nice. These are actual nice. gym terms. So, is this working out stuff, or is this you running one of those crazy marathons itself? Me? Yes. Yeah. No, this was this was a marathon. I did okay. it, I did it to myself, and I need no sympathy. But it's, <laughs> everything still hurts really well, actually, surprisingly well. Nice. Oh, good. Good. How far did you go? Oh, a marathon length. Yeah, I don't know how fucking long that is. Do I look like I've ever run a marathon? Forty-two and a bit kilometers, which is I don't like know, back in back in old British miles? money, twenty-six miles. Okay, and a bit. Hmm. Um, it's a weird length. That's an outrageously fucking. It really is. Oh my it's God. actually. It's. I never thought I'd be the one to like go on about running because when I first I first started purely because I've got free time at the moment and I wanted an excuse to eat lots of French pastries, so I wanted to do a bit of exercise. <laughs> I, I like I like exercising because I like eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I started and I struggled to get even like a few kilometres. And then you don't notice yourself get better. And it's like kind of a really nice metaphor for I don't even know what exactly. But suddenly you're just like, you look back and you're like, oh, I've really, I had, didn't realise I'd improved, but I have now improved. And I'd say that's just yeah. a good metaphor for improving it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very nice because you really don't notice. And then it kind of, you look back and you're like, oh, I wow, think it's especially because like exercising for me is a lot like yeah you don't notice you're improving and then like I took a photo on my phone like when I first started going to the gym on the um what is it it's the cross trainer the cross trainer and like I I was super proud that I managed to break 200 calories in like 35 minutes which I literally pass at my like my 15 60 minute mark now but it's because i'm exercising so hard and just being like because uh, you still feel like shit when you're exercising <laughs> that i tend not to notice because i think i guess like i always thought that it would be like oh yeah when i get really good at exercising then i'm just gonna not feel it and like i like if i'm if i'm doing cardio i won't get exhausted or anything and i'll just be really good at it 
but then you actually do it and you're always feeling quite bad. <laughs> well, it's because you're constantly pushing yourself further and further. So, mm. And if you're not, then you're not... It's kind of not really doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, good on you, drummer. But that's, that's... I didn't even think how many hours it took you to run that far. Well, less than four, which was my target, oh. which I was... Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't really quite know what to do with myself now. <laughs> I like how you're, you sound so suspicious of your own achievement. Like, yeah, basically. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if it helps, you've completely like you know pissed on any of our like achievements like mm-hmm. of this podcast because you you know you've started it off with oh by the way I just ran a marathon and we're just like oh well I mean. I've been editing this video and it's been quite hard. Well, that sounds like a marathon, to be honest. I lifted, I lifted 160 pounds, like, once. It was really hard, though. <laughs> yeah, I can't pick that. I don't have any upper body strength at the moment, so you'll beat me on that. What you should do is run a marathon on a handstand. That How hard can that be? <laughs> Just put shoes on your feet and then, like, put a mannequin head in your booty hole. And put sunglasses on it, and everyone would just think you've got really long arms. You know, I'm I mean, like, they were like, "Oh, he's he's English." You know what they're like. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, we started this podcast go, like before we started recording, going, oh, "We don't really have much to talk about." So this this is pro- so you know this is obviously going to be one of the longest podcasts we've done in a while because that's just how it works. Yeah. And already we're like ten minutes in, talked about absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Apart from Drummer Matt's awesome yeah, achievement. No, self-care, yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah. I, rec- I, rec- yeah. I recommend, actually. It's, it's horrifying to get into the habit of exercise and things. But, oh, yeah. But I definitely recommend doing something. Just oh, yeah. Just because it feels so good afterwards. <clears throat> I'm not saying that your marathon was nothing, just that this is ostensibly a gaming podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally how I... That's why... I can work out so efficiently is because my brain gamifies it. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I can't. I, I don't go for a run unless I take my phone with the GPS and I can look at the stats afterwards and like mm-hmm. you know, it's like oh, yeah, this dude, is in the top five percent distance you've ever done. Oh, this is the top ten percent speed. He's like, yes. Oh, you've done total distance. This like yes. Matt, you should never start a YouTube channel. You would literally <laughs> get lost in the analytics. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, you showed me once, and I had definitely had a boner for about an hour. <laughs> Well, as long as it went down after, like, three, it should be fine. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'll start the podcast <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, let's start the podcast now. Um, we've, we've got a few things to mention. Uh, we've got a new Codex compliant that will be out by the time this podcast is out. Ooh, nice. And, in theory, it should have come out using the YouTube Premiere thing if everything went right. Yeah, we've uh, been thinking about doing that for a while, but it's intimidating and we're bad at new things. Um, so that's going to be interesting to try out. Because, um, yeah, it's a new feature, and so I look forward to finding out how YouTube has broken it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, new Codex Compliant, which, if you haven't seen it yet, um, what's wrong with you? Uh, because. <laughs> it, judgmental much? It's on the uh, Realm of Chaos Slaves to Darkness book from 1988. So it's yeah, sort quite, of. The, quite a classic, though. Yeah, sort of the origin of modern chaos. Because um, I really surprised to know that, like, um, chaos, even though it wasn't, like, you know, the, the pantheon of the four gods. Um, early on, it was around since like 1983. Like it's been around since the begin, pretty much the beginning of um, Warhammer Fantasy. It's interesting to see like how it sort of coalesced into what it actually sort of is now. 
Um, but yeah, it's also 20 minutes long. Um, it's so, a big, thick boy. So when you're sitting there going like, why is this taking so long to edit? It's like, oh yeah, because it's like double the length of most of the episodes. <laughs> that explains why it's taken twice the time to edit. Yeah, also, crunch time is real and horrifying. Yeah, it's not I, fun. we gave ourselves an extra week, basically, because it was like, oh, this ain't coming out this week. Mm. Oh, God. And then, yeah, of course, realise... When, you, when everything was like put together in the timeline, like, oh, that's why. Oh. <laughs> and there's so much you, you have to leave out because there's just so much stuff in there. I'm, I'm very inter- like, I, I'm interested to know what the... Okay, so there's me currently who's um, Thursday me, and then future Monday me will no doubt know the answer to this question, which is how many people will have said oh, you forgot to mention this, despite us explicitly putting a thing in the video telling them that we left things out on purpose and basically calling people out who do that because it's (laughs) annoying. I think my biggest irritation is people who not only do that, but they'll be like, there'll be a little piece of information, say, in a codex that is fucking useless. Let's say it's just, like... There's nowhere we can comfortably put it in the video in context. It's just this wildly out of context, out of sequence piece of information. And someone someone will be smarmy and go, you forgot to put this in. It's like, you know what would have happened if we had put this information in? It would have been like, oh yes, the World Eaters were doing this, blah, blah, blah. The Emperor had a motorcycle. Then they went on to do this. It's literally, it would be so out of left field. I mean, whilst that's true, that you have just pretty much described something that would entirely fit within the framework of how we make those videos. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, (laughs) fuck these people, so shut up. (laughs) Okay, it's really, really funny when I do it, because I'm hilarious. Um, But that's not, yeah, no, sod off. (laughs) But I'm hoping it goes down well. Um, yeah, yeah, and like it is, it is like this really interesting book with so much stuff in it, and because it, it's so hard to get hold of, nobody's yeah. really read it. So yeah, and if you have, uh, if you have seen it and you enjoyed it, please share it around with your friends. We like to eat. Yeah, um, the algorithm hates us and wants us to die. Actually, so if, you feel, if you feel like sharing it, please do. It will help out. A lot. Uh, the algorithm has been quite friendly to us recently. In all honesty. I'm not. It's it's like, it's the absence of a beating is not kindness. <laughs> it still wants you to die, but it still oh, wants yeah, us it's... to die. It's just it wants to give us hope so it can it's, crush okay, it. Okay, of course it still wants us to die because we're not <laughs> clips of John Oliver. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah, no. So yeah, let us know if that's good. Also, uh, in other Warhammer related news. Ah uh, yes. Warhammer Fest. Yes. Um... This is the last. This is the last um, podcast we'll be recording before. Warhammer Fest. Because we will be there on Saturday. Yeah, on the 11th, I think it is, the Saturday. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure that's the 11th. I know how dates work. Yes, it's the 11th. <laughs> I have no idea. There you go. But yeah, so so we're going to be there, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty hecking excited. Yes, and when we say we, we do mean the greatest um, version of that, uh, because it is not just us two, but... <laughs> The drummer Matthew is going to be with us as well. Nothing yep, yep, is the yep. greatest, greatest version of anything unless I'm involved. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I'm taking true. from this. <laughs> and also, um, frequent stream collaborator Longfang. Yep, he's uh, going to be, be there with us, with us too. And uh, someone you might have also seen a stream with as well, uh, Unity and Cinnamon Girl will also be uh, yeah. there with us as well. So we'll have a little entourage. 
yeah, I feel we, like we need we capes for me to like strut through the hall at some yeah, point. Yeah, we, oh, we need to basically, video style. like, we need to Jake Peralta slow motion entrance. Yes, yes. Just like blow the doors open and be <laughs> like, and just have some some really loud, obnoxious, badly compressed <laughs> rap music playing. <laughs> Yeah. I you know I really want to do that, but I we, we probably all just get stabbed, get thrown out, get thrown quickly. out, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, also, um, we've just this morning got them delivered. So if you do happen to find us at Warhammer Fest, um, we will be just giving we'll, we'll give you a badge. We've got some sniper and whip badge prints. Yeah, we've got uh, like a out. little little pin pin button, little badge. Yes, um, so they're just you, a little D-pad logo. On yeah, them, so. come and claim them. Which I'm totally going to graffiti little bees all over. <gasps> wow, well, we fine. should have like that's the thing. We get some proper merch going. We'll just have we'll have the drumbled bee. <laughs> well, um, well, to be fair, we'd probably have a couch covered in slime. But I think that's more. <laughs> what like that'll be the merch? Just a couch covered in slime. <laughs> Full yeah, it'll be couch. like. Do you remember that fucking that hi hat? That all that that symbol that had broken and we were trying to sell that as a well, oh, the, the, the one that sounded like a bucket of spoons yeah and we were like yeah this is like if you want it it's a fiver and everyone's like no we don't want it and we were like we don't care <laughs> we just wanted the the audacity of us like being here's a broken piece of instrument at our merch store for sale <laughs> because we don't give a fuck <laughs> Um, you remember like 10 minutes ago I said this podcast has been talking about nonsense? Uh, also, um, don't turn off when I say this, the title of this movie. Avengers Endgame, we're not going to spoil it. Okay, just putting that out there now. Not right now. Not right now. We will be talking about Endgame in the most spoiler-tastic way, but we are going to leave it until after we answer the questions at the very end of the podcast, and we will... Make a big song and dance about it before we start talking spoilers. So, so you'll know exactly you'll know when exactly we're about to start talking about it. Exactly when we're about, about to start talking about it. And if, if you don't want to hear spoilers, then you know exactly when to turn off. But and we won't be, mention them beforehand at all. And there'll be nothing else on the end of the podcast. No. So, you know, if you want to avoid spoilers about that, then that's all in one place and you can just turn off at that point. Yeah, yeah. I'll be um, really interested to see those previously mentioned analytics at that point and just watch the drop off yeah. from the view <laughs> retention. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of movies... So speaking of movies, so the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer <laughs> dropped. Um, and I'm sure, unless, unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably seen that the internet isn't super jazzed about it. I saw an article that sat there and said, oh, um, Sonic fans are divided, and I'm not sure if they are. I've only I mean, seen people fair, screaming. One divided by 80,000 is kind of a division. Okay, okay yeah, I mean, I but think I've seen, it, like, one person who's happy about it, so, you know, I guess yeah, there is and a not division. That, and not that I want to defend this thing, because I have... I have also seen it, but <laughs> I the internet I does like being it. angry about things. So oh, yeah. this is very true. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't be. I'm not angry about it. Oh, I no, wouldn't no. recommend anyone be angry about it because there are so many more genuinely <laughs> yes. annoying things to be mad about. You know, like Hanzo mains. But like this is just something that I find really strange. I find it fascinating because I. It's one of those things where you look at it and you go. There's a lot of very serious men in suits with a lot of money who've made decisions to come to this point, and I want to know what they were. I, so, I don't know why they couldn't have just made, like, an animated movie. 
because uh, they don't make as much money unless it's Disney. I think it's is a, the reason. Okay, well, they make it a CGI movie. Make it fully CGI. Because that's more actually more effort. Yeah, I mean, just 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 make Spider Man, but. I'm saying, why isn't it just? Why haven't they just re-released Enter the Spider Verse? That's what I'm asking. But with Enter badly. the Sonic <gasps> and then they just like they literally just like track really badly a yeah. picture of Sonic over Miles's head the whole time. I mean, it... I honestly, I fucking pay money to watch that. <laughs> you see the thing, like, so aside from the fact that it's terrifying that Sonic the Hedgehog in this trailer has human teeth, has a human mouth shape, like his body structure is all human, but then he's got like a hedgehog skin pulled over it. He also <laughs> looks though, he looks like a really skinny man. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's like he has yeah. a butt. And I well, I mean I but like to be it. confirmed because you can't see because of his butt spines. No, to be fair, there's that there's that thing where it's just him with his back to like this big long stretch of road. He does have an ass. But you can't see the crack. No, but I can see like the the You can the see the cheeks, but it might just be one round like plate with no crack. So I don't know if then oh, that's technically that, a book. Are, ah, <laughs> We're talking no. about Sonic's anal plate now. <laughs> Does that mean it kind of like lifts up like a bin lid? Yes. And just yes. explodes out the back of him? Yeah. Is that his well, method of propulsion? Well, he's certainly not a fucking hedgehog, so... See, like... All bets are off. My biggest problem with these kind of movies is that they, they always got to bring in the military. Oh, oh, like, yeah. like Transformers was like, let's just go hang out with the military. It's like, no, I get that. There's gonna, there's a weird fucking whatever the fuck Sonic is, or a Transformer, or etc. You're gonna bring in the fucking National Guard because Jesus Christ. <laughs> you see, but the it's it's just like that seems to be like, oh yeah, there's a weird thing. Bring in the military. They work with the military against one common bad guy. They all have, they all leave with mutual respect. It's almost as if no one puts any effort into these things. The other thing that really bewildered, like when I when I watched it, because I mean, you know, like let's just, it's it's bad. It's it's not a good trailer. But um, Gangsters Paradise, what the strange, fuck? Strange choice. Don't, not sure what they should have used. Like drummer Matt said, like really, like a while ago, they should have used Amish Paradise by Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> just because it's a better song in my personal opinion. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, th- Gangsters Paradise is my least disliked bit of the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind. It's a tune, it's just, guys. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it slaps, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it feels really weirdly out of. It just doesn't. It feels like somebody's dubbed <laughs> the trailer. To play devil's advocate here, what the shit song would feel in place to that trailer? <laughs> Anything by Gact. <laughs> any th- any like Japanese power metal. Yeah, would okay, fucking that, okay, work. yeah, that'd work. Okay, Maximum that. the hormone. Oh, yes. I mean, Put yeah. sperma in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah sperm would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I take it back. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Because yeah, that's so. like hyperkinetic and like it fits in with the whole like like Sonic always having like weird like over the top guitar cheese going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, you you are objectively right on this one. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Coinosperm. Um, I, I will fucking de- I demand <laughs> that they replace Gangster Paradise with that song. Um, so the thing that I noticed about it while watching it um, was, so it feels really small. So What's you know how, the whole thing. So you know how you watch uh, a lot of people have been comparing it to Detective Pikachu because effectively it's tried to do the same thing of making uh, a very cartoony design realistic, except. Detective Pikachu knows when to make things cute and when to make things horrifying by the look of it. 
Um, which is why iPom or whatever it's called looks horrifying, but Pikachu much. looks like yeah, a baby. So, so is Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime is a mistake. Mr. Mime well, yeah. is always horrifying in any yeah. possible animation style. But um, but you watch uh, aside from the general like design things of Detective Pikachu, it feels like a world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It feels alive. There's people in it. There's people doing things that are separate to the plot. Like you can kind of see that in the shots that we've seen. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen the final movie, but it feels alive, whereas the Sonic movie feels like... It's just James Marsden and Small Blue Man. <laughs> sequel to Hop. A sequel, yeah, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it feels like it's just Sonic and about eight members of cast. I thought like, you were going to say eight members of cats. <laughs> it could be. So, so it's this, like, oh, they got, there's, there's they got Rum Chum Tugger, like, wandering in, and it's just like, ah, it's fine. They got, like, a, a, a bargain, like, bulk deal. Yeah. But, yeah, like, because you don't see much of, like, the world. You just see, like, some empty roads and um, an empty field <laughs> and a skyscraper. That's because, like... And you don't really see... What I you feel see. that yeah. they spent all the money on... Like, they went to somebody and, like, they went to basically the HR Giga of furry art and went... Okay, well, I don't know where you're going with this. And so, and the, okay, okay. Geek purr. Okay. Geek purr. Okay. And they were like, Mr. Geek purr, we need a Sonic. And, like, <laughs> they, like, they peeled their gnarled hands off their nicotine-stained keyboard looked up at them with bleary, dry, bloodshot eyes, cracked a smile that split eerily across this person's face, revealing gnarled, sharpened teeth. And he went, I'll make you a little blue fuckboy, how's that? And they went, yeah, mate, it's like 20 grand, okay? And then he started rubbing his hands and was like, I fucking already started doing it, haven't I? (laughs) And that's... That's basically, that's where the budget went to pay pay HR geek per. That's, yeah, okay, sure, sure. Um, and they can't sue me because they know that I'm telling the truth. <laughs> it's not liable if it's true. Um, <laughs> but um, Slander is spoken in print, it's liable. Ah, fair point, fair point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like I say, there's just, so, there's just something about it that just feels so empty. It feels, mm. because it makes it feel cheap. It makes it feel like kind of one of those really like, uh, like an Uvo Boll level movie where there's like... Oh, no, an Uvo Boll movie no, 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 entertaining. No, but where it's like four locations and eight actors. Yeah. Um, and that's the entire movie. And four locations <laughs> is being generous. I'm just thinking of like, oh yeah, there's... I'm just thinking of like Alone in the Dark 3 by Uvo Boll. Where Sonic is playing Edward Carnby. <laughs> drama Matt, yes. my darling, darling, darling Drama Matt, what have you been up to, my friend? Um, Game of Thrones is still happening, so can't talk about that. Okay, um, no, I wasn't gonna. I'm, I'm still in a massive Metal Gear Solid hole that I've spoken about for the last four episodes, so I can't really talk okay. about that. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I did. I have started playing. Um, did you ever play any of the Sam and Max games, the newer ones, the Telltale ones? So not uh, the like. No. LucasArts ones, which I think they made like two or three of. In yeah, I played 80s on the Scum Engine, like yeah, the Indiana Jones. Oh, ones. the Scum Engine. I've played the first Telltale one. Yeah, because I played. I, I was going through my game catalogue. I was looking for something that I could play in short bursts in between. You know, the meth that is to me at Metal Gear Solid. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of, I can't just walk away from it, even though it's bad for me. Um, so I'm looking for something meth short. I realised that I played episode. Solid. So they released all these. These I don't know if they were the. They were some of the first Telltale games. 
they weren't the first, and I'm sure people will write in and say that you know, I'm wrong. But they were they were back towards the start when they are actually point and click games. They're not just follow this story and occasionally make choices. Yeah, um, and they released them in episodes. There's episode one, two, and three, and each episode, no, each series. There's series one, two, and three, and each series has like five episodes, which are all separate games. And I realised I played series three, but I'd never played one or two for some reason. So I've gone back and I've just been playing the first one of those. Okay. Which is quite good. I haven't played a point and click game for a long time. So it's, it's taken me quite a while to get into the logic of it. <laughs> I, I seem to remember that they're all right. Yeah. Um... It's old enough that it doesn't have like a full like 1080 resolution mode, <laughs> <laughs> which is frustrating. Because I, 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 I played it not super long ago, like a handful of years ago. Um, and... I do remember it being a little surreal because it's slightly before what well, it's, it's before Telltale got their whole shtick down. So yeah. it's playing like a more primitive version of what they would later sort of do. Yeah, well, it's just playing like one of those old two D point and click things, basically. It's it's still very streamlined compared to those. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, so there's some some of the like these little pu- you know item puzzle type things are pretty convoluted sometimes. You know, you got to oh, do yeah, the, do yeah. this thing with the thing to make this person go somewhere else, and then you can use this item on this other unrelated thing, and then that does a thing which. Yeah. Maybe my uh, maybe my brain is just accustomed to Sam and Max because I I distinctly remember watching a Fox Kids marathon <laughs> of the animated series that okay. they did. Yeah, um, but there was only like one series of it, and it had something like ten episodes. So <laughs> they just showed it over and over and over again. This one series, <laughs> so it played through the full series like five or six times. And you watched all of day. it. I may have seen some episodes multiple times. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. I just were you a... in college at this point, or just a really bored child? I I, th- I think I was in my teens. So a little column A, a little column A. Like mid-teens, I think. Um, (laughs) Old enough to know better, but um, young enough to still do it. Okay. Okay. Well, this doesn't feel like a telltale. I enjoyed playing The Walking Dead when it was first out, but telltale things, they're getting old very quickly. Yeah. Mm. Just like their engine. (laughs) They're out of business now. (laughs) Yeah, they brutally mistreated everybody. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not saying necessarily any of the games were bad, although some of them objectively were. The Jurassic Park game was absolutely <laughs> shocking, and I'm honestly angry that they, they demanded money for it, quite frankly. Mm. <laughs> but my point is that these are definitely closer to the old point-and-click than to the Telltale ones, I, I found. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I Yeah, like I say, like, I haven't resorted to looking up a guide yet, but I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, I have <laughs> no idea how this... And then, I, and then you eventually try one thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was really obvious, I'd do that. It's not a proper... You say it's really obvious, but it's literally moon logic. It's just, I mean, the one ever so slight... I don't even know if it's a spoiler for a game that's fucking 15 years old or whatever it is, 10 years old. But one of the puzzles is you have to go and get some money, and you get money by finding some rich white-collar criminal to arrest to, to pay a fine. And you so say you're driving around in your car, and you need to, you'd pull people over, and then you, whatever you accuse them of, they just go, oh, I'm not doing that. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I suppose you're not. I'll let you go. The solution to it is that you get your gun out and you shoot one of their taillights out. So when you arrest them, you say, <laughs> they say, why? And you say, your taillight's out. They said, yeah, but you did that. And you, they're like, yeah, so? And then, you, and then they give you a big a, a bunch of money from, as a fine. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to satire when they wrote it, but it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's that sort of Sam and Max esque logic, which yeah, I think when they wrote it, they hoped the real world wouldn't become like that, and then <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I've, only, oh, okay. I've, I've got another nine episodes to go, which is quite nice. Although I do have to download I... each game individually, which is kind of weird now. Yeah. Um, can I ask, have you ever played The Wolf Among Us? I still have not. No, I have it, and I just haven't got around to it yet. Can recommend, because it's amazing, and Big B is a big daddy boy. Yep, yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> on my list. I just want, I just imagine that one, because I quite like these, because each episode is only like a couple of hours. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, The Wolf Among Us is a lot more serious yeah. and a lot longer. Eventually, so I, I will finish Metal Gear, like, I can move on to another longer game, but I just yeah. wanted <laughs> shorter ones to sort of fill in the gaps. And I, I don't think I've got the time to have another long game on the go at the same time. Have you ever played the Back to the Future Telltale game? No, I don't have those ones, actually. Um, because that's sort of done in the same style of it being like these individual episodes that are like as individual games. Okay. I seem to remember it being all right. It was fun. There was a couple of bits like there's like a guitar off with someone in a back alley where <laughs> like I remember we got really confused because you're supposed to be moving towards like an amp or something and it just doesn't give you any direction. I so have, you have no, no idea. I have no memory of this yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> I remember like Christopher Lloyd because I, I, I fucking love Christopher Lloyd. I just think he's such a sweet grandpa. Yeah. And he's just... He's I, I don't been know, a sweet I've, grandpa since the age of about 12 probably. He absolutely yeah. has and honestly he just... If I, if I see something with Christopher Lloyd in it it just makes my heart get all fuzzy because he's just mm. such a sweet man. Like I did go and watch like Back to the Future three the other day because it's my favorite Back to the Future and I was just like oh it's it's Christopher Lloyd he's so old but like yeah um, he voices the Doc in in that and he sounds so old <laughs> yeah and it's like it's kind of heartbreaking but it's also like I love my my old befuddled grandpa <laughs> but yeah the more surreal thing is that yeah they get in a guy to do Marty's voice and he is so crazy spot on to Michael J Fox. It's absurd. <laughs> like it's 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 really because you you know you kind of used to in games when they do a sound alike yep. for yep. a voice. I mean, granted, now it, it's changed a bit these days because there's like a you know there's a bit more respect for video game voiceover actors, um, and there's a lot of them that are very talented at like doing sound alikes, and you, sometimes you can't even tell. Like, isn't there a Arkham game where one of I can't remember which which one of the big male voice actors does a Mark Hamill style Joker, and it's nearly perfect. It, it's like Troy Baker or something. It's, it's, yeah, I can never remember because it's one. always Troy. Baker. I think it, I think it is Troy Baker. It, um, it nearly is always him. Um, and uh, but yeah, this this guy it was just really surreal to hear it because he sounds like Michael J. Fox of the era of Back to the Future. So you've got old sounding Doc Brown. Oh yeah, okay. and young sounding <laughs> Marty. But I mean, it's about time travel, so that's feasible, right? Yeah, so. it's, it's set not long after the movies, if I remember correctly. So, do they they don't have like Tom? Oh, what's his name? Wilson. Tom Wilson. They don't have Tom Wilson, do they? I can't remember. Because like, if okay, so if anyone doesn't know about Tom Wilson, the guy who played Biff, yeah, Tom Wilson does a lot of like uh, music. He's actually quite. He does a lot of comedy songs, which are good. Like, there's actually one that he he's written about his time playing Biff in Back to the Future and all the stupid questions he gets asked because yeah. <laughs> he's fucking sick of hearing them. <laughs> like, was that real manure? No. Was that real manure? No. Was that real manure? It's a movie! <laughs> Just, it's brilliant. Cannot recommend the dude enough. Very fun. Um, but yeah, apart from, uh, apart from Sam and Max, you don't know what else? Um... 
Let me consult the oracle. No, you haven't done anything else. Is that a piece of paper? Is uh, it it's Ruth? a piece of virtual paper. Oh. Uh, a notepad file, then. Oh, oh, oh! Just before, just because, um, just before, just while I was having my lunch, I watched the first episode of Castlevania. <gasps> yeah, oh. it's happening. <gasps> yeah, it's Ooh. a pretty, pretty satisfying episode. I yeah. will say the first season is good. The second season pushes the boat out. Oh yeah. The second season just takes what the first season did and just builds on it and and kind of does exactly what you want it to. So yeah, you know, I went through the like a couple of weeks ago and just rewatched it all because it's so dang good. Okay. So I'm getting yeah. all excited because I fucking <laughs> love Castlevania so, so much. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode. So far, like Dracula is the goody and everyone else is awful. Right? Yeah. But I'm yeah. like in the game, don't you like try and fight Dracula? The thing is, in the game, the story is like barely fucking there. <laughs> in those early what? Well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like a vampire hunter going and killing. Yeah, him. yeah. It should be noted that um, Castlevania as a series, basically, there's an early era of it where there's uh, where it's NES games, so there there is story, but it's like NES game story. Yeah. And yep. then by the end of it, um, Konami basically retconned everything because, if I remember rightly, in their own words, they were like, even the people making the games don't understand what's going on with the story anymore. You know, <laughs> like Legend of Zelda. <laughs> even worse. How could it be worse than Legend of Zelda? Well, because um, Legend of Zelda has multiple timelines, but they try and maintain some kind of consistency, whereas... Do they? Konami, or the the old um, the old Castlevanias were just heaps and heaps of stories from a billion Metroidvania games oh, um, that no one could follow. Timeline. <laughs> but yeah, so are you are you enjoying it? But I enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm definitely. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you about like more about it. Cause yeah, I, I imagine by um, hopefully by by next recording, I'll have watched it all, and we can have a good chat then. Mm. <laughs> but it's kind of like lengthwise. It's like two feature-length movies, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, first series like, like, really like, yeah, the episode was like, twenty minutes, and I, I didn't yeah. know how many episodes there were because I never like knowing because then you know the last episode yeah. going to be the last episode. Yeah. No worries. There's yeah. only like four or five episodes of the first season. Yeah. You know, he just oh, no, said yeah. that he didn't want to know. He was like, "I don't want to know how many seasons, is, how many like episodes this is in a season." And you were like, "I think it's about 12. Like, oh. I was already thinking it, and apparently that's <laughs> over overwrote you it's saying fine, that. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, poor My drama. He, um, can't, he, he now you've ruined Castlevania for him forever. Yeah, but then there's, sec- then there's the second season, so it just keeps going, and we don't. And yeah. He doesn't know how long that is. And I think because when you when you hover over it on Netflix, it says new episodes confirmed or something. So I imagine there's going to be a third season. There is. Yeah. yeah oh, what was I watching so. that came up with that? Where it was like a new season of this has been confirmed, and I just shit. Bojack. That was it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. nice. Um, coming soon in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, um, Castlevania is based vaguely on the plot of Castlevania Three. Okay, I'm just saying. I have played none of the games. So. That's okay. <laughs> the first one is very good. That's all I can I say. I watched you play one of them for a long time, because just because you played it for so many hours, there was some overlap between when we were hanging out and when you were playing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that's not inaccurate. Because <laughs> that was a thing that lasted for quite a while. Hey, it... I'm not it took go- you all to beat it. I'm not good at old video games, and for some reason, I was like, "Oh, the one I'm going to try and beat is Castlevania on the NES." Yeah, for some and I reason. fucking did. I still, <laughs> I still like the idea of you getting like a pixel uh, holy water tattoo. That's still pretty. Cool. <laughs> that could be fun, yeah. Although now I just want a tattoo of something from the Netflix series. 
Yeah, it is what, pretty. What you want is a tattoo of a creature I can't talk about, but it involves a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's what bitch. you want. That's what I want. <laughs> I want that on my face. <laughs> um... But yes, yes, it's good. Is it, it is a Western-made thing because it's obviously yes. in the an, like Japanese anime-style art. Mm-hmm. But when I first watched it, I was like, I'm sure this is Western. But I was like, I'm still not 100 percent sure if I want to watch it in like. Do I need to change it from English into like whatever original language and then get subtitles, mm-hmm. or should I? I, mean, but... I think I think the big giveaway is the fact that um, it's got such good lip syncing because mm. like dubbed yeah. anime tends to yeah, just yeah, yeah. not. No, no, I, I, I worked out pretty quickly that it was probably fine. Mm. Um, plus, it, it says all the actor names in Eng- like English actor names while in the opening sequence. Yeah. Have you also. noticed how Trevor is basically competent Nathan? Uh, well, he's not really. He's only been sort of hiding in a pub so far, and then he doesn't really do anything in the first episode. Okay, so you know what? So I, I haven't said. found that out yet, but I'm yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not the most surprising. <laughs> I mean, like, that came out after I created Nathan, so, okay. like... Right. I've got to say, I've, my next character is literally based on, like, on Trevor, Trevor Belmont, <laughs> so I can't say anything. <laughs> That's fair. But yes, I'm sure I'll have more to say about that next time. Cool. Especially be- before the next episode, and also before I come to the UK, which is, like, next weekend. I've yeah. got a 30-odd hour bus ride to Portugal and back, so... Oof! Yeah. So I imagine that I'm just going like to get some... I'm hoping that it's... Most of the Netflix series, own series, as you can download to watch offline. Uh, I know you can't so. do it with the Punisher for some reason, because they hate me and don't want me to have any fun, but... Yeah, that's yeah. probably Marvel being, or Disney being dicks about something. Yeah. <laughs> but Because this is like a proper Netflix original, I, hopefully I can download it and then I'll, I can watch it on the bus. Yeah. Eight, cool. eight times or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, to be fair. It is that good. Okay, moving on from my basically list of nothing that's lasted for approximately four hours. <laughs> what have you two been up to? Um, I think I was going to go first, wasn't I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ruining the illusion there. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot, which is why I copped out <laughs> and just asked you both. <laughs> that's fine. It's that's fine. fine. It's fine. It's we just... fine. Everyone, everyone, we invite you behind the curtain. There is room for all. Unfortunately. There was once a time we'd cut the behind the curtain bits now, but I mean, at this point, it's, it's probably me. fine. Yeah. This podcast is going to be like nine hours long. I don't fucking care anymore. We're in for the long run. Um, okay, so I've got a couple of things that are just sort of um, bookends to stuff I've talked about previously. You want to talk about bookends? I'm going to talk explicitly about bookends. I've been Spoilers? getting into bookend collections. Oh, okay. Uh, I have I've collected uh, zero bookends. It's not a very good collection. <laughs> you know what? But you, you've started one. But I've decided I'm starting one. I just haven't got any yet. Okay. Um, well, and I may never this, get any. How about this bottle of water? That is not a bookend. Because no, it's of not water. holding up any books. That's why. I, I believe that what you could, what you would define as a bookend is not something you are simply using as a bookend, but it is as something that is designed and manufactured with the sole purpose of being a bookend. So are you saying that the... The definition of an item is what it is meant for as opposed to what it is doing. That's really fucking exclusionary. I would say only in the case of bookends. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, okay. bookends. 
Wow, yeah. okay, do, I didn't do not, know do we not taking... care about your hopes and dreams. I, ha- I had no idea we were taking such an anti bookend stance. Like, yeah. And, well, a bookend aspirant. I stance. threw in the comment of the, the, the desks are just bourgeoisie tables into and the they last are. video. Fucking Cause apparently, me off. Because apparently I'm just in this weird headspace now where I'm just throwing shade at inanimate objects. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is my life now. This is the phase I'm going through. It's not a phase, it's who you are. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, last episode, um, I, 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 you wouldn't have heard it, but I did talk about Star Trek Discovery. Um, and then I, a day later, I saw the final episode. We a, and we had to cut all of that out. <laughs> and I was like, Snipe, can you cut out everything I say about Discovery? Because it's completely out of date now. And I was like, what? I can't hear you. I was doing it anyway. <laughs> that explains why I was so short. I didn't notice. <laughs> We're just going to cut large chunks of like of it out and it'll Seamless. be fine. Seamless. But, yeah, so Star Trek Discovery Season 2 has wrapped up now. And... Is Tilly the president? Unfortunately not. She but, should be. But you know what? Um, I'm not going to say, uh, say too much, because just in case people haven't seen it and seen where it goes, but I, I thought Season 2 was massive massive improvement on season one um to the point that the last episode does something i i don't i still feel it's a little too soon to give away the finale of a season yeah maybe don't um but it sort of goes oh by the way so you know how we've spent the entire season sort of fixing all the minor continuity errors we introduced in the first season yeah, basically the biggest, some of the biggest glaring ones, we're just going to fix those in the last episode. <laughs> Which is pretty rad, actually. Um, From what I saw, I thought it was, uh, thought it was quite well done. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, it's, uh, I think I described it on Twitter of like going, you know what, it's, it's still not old Star Wars, but Star Wars, it's not old Star Wars. <laughs> of course it's not old Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's not you know old... what the weird thing about Discovery yeah. is? It's just not, it's Star, not Star Wars. <laughs> I know. But it's not, it's not like old Star Trek. It's, um, it, it's a bit more action-y and because it has this kind of consistent running plot, as uh, like it's serialised as opposed to being these individual mm. episodes. I prefer that. Um, it's, it, it is a, unable to do some of the things that old Star Trek did. But I still enjoyed it, and you know what? Um, they're trying to reinvent it for a new era, and it means at least it's something different. Because I know like, I've still not got around to watching it, just because it's kind of a pain in the ass to watch if you haven't got very specific like TV like um, subscriptions uh, in the UK, anyway. Um, but loads of people really like the Orville because it's like old Trek, and I totally get that. But like in a way, sometimes I want something new and discovery is is trying to do something new Hmm. even if it didn't always succeed um but honestly just it is even if you just want to view it as just a random sci-fi um good good i i've enjoyed it it? yeah i'm satisfied with it um do do you think that they they, they've always been competent and this was always the plan to fix all of the issues you had with it or have they (laughs) been learning and actually listening to people I think uh, they've been listening to this podcast. I think the first season was um, a bunch of people not knowing... A, a bunch of people trying to make something and then slowly realising that the community they're making it for doesn't want what they're making. And then the second season is them addressing that. Okay. Um, 
oh, I forget his name, um, but the guy that played Pike, um, yeah, he's really good in the whole series. Really enjoyed him. Um, it's a pity that um, you know it's been confirmed he's not coming back for season three. Um, but he might be getting a spin-off show. Okay, <laughs> there's a possibility of it, which I'd be totally down for because Pike had very little stuff in the original Captain Pike with with used chocolate bars. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> Whatever, because he's honestly <laughs> I, because it, because he's in. Okay, he's in technically two episodes of TOS, although one's the unaired pilot and the other one reuses footage from the unaired pilot. And then he's in like I can't remember which of the movies he's in of the Kelvin movies. Um, because I know he's in a, at least one of those, but I try and forget them. Um, <laughs> and because of that, he's a fairly blank slate in a lot of ways. So they were able to do a lot with him, and he was really he was really fun. And the guy they had playing Spock, who's not a NASCAR driver, despite what previous uh, I mean, podcasts he, might say, he could be. I think he could do it. I believe in him. Um, he was passion there. He was pretty good. I don't know. I, I was speaking to my dad about it because um, I have long winded conversations about Star Trek with my dad. Your dad is also a huge nerd. Yeah, he's where I get Star Trek from, basically, and he was saying like he really likes him, but not like he doesn't see him as Spock. But he really likes him playing Spock in this series. He's Spock. <laughs> He's a Spock. Or yeah. Spick. Um, but I kind of yeah. get... I think it's like... Cause Sp- he couldn't I like be... Spock is the past tense of Spock. Yeah. <laughs> Spock has spucked. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just not go any further down this rabbit hole. Um, but I think, I think what he means is like... You know, it's a... It, it, he likes him, but he sort of sees him not as being... The, he, that he wouldn't grow up into the same spot from TOS. Yeah. Uh, which I sort of see, but, you know, honestly, it was it was good. It's... It, it's I, I've enjoyed it. Um, it's fixed a lot of issues. The only... There's just a couple of little issues with the, the whole thing. And the main one is, is that this series is a handful of episodes shorter than the first one, I'm pretty sure. And... I'm wondering if that's why some of the episodes feel so rushed, like they had to squish things down. And also why um, there's no, like, I don't remember there being any standalone episodes. Like, every episode was in service to the greater plot. Okay. I mean, it does, they, they do go off and do an adventure yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of is just that week's adventure. But it all ties into a grander plot and... I think occasionally having just a, a, a thing happen that's not related to the overarching plot, which did happen in the first season a couple of times, I think that does help yeah, yeah, the definitely. show a little bit and makes it feel a bit more Star Trek. It makes it feel like it's more of a, a thing. It's not just a... More of a living, existing universe. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, exactly. Although what's really interesting is that um, the short treks... Need, I'm pretty sure nearly all of them are relevant to things that happen in the series. So they're not just random stories. There is actually some relevance to what's going off, which is very interesting. Mm. Um, some of which may not become apparent until later. Um, and, yeah, uh, I won't spoil it, but where the series ends, and it has been you know, picked up for a third season, I'm very interested to see what the third season will be like. Because it feels like it could be something... Uh, how can I put this? It feels like it could do things that previous Star Trek series have tried, but have botched the execution on. And this could actually pull it off. 
um, or at least there's a chance of them actually pulling it off um, because of their commitment to continuity with this version of Star Trek. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, Discovery, season two. Vast improvement on the first, and I remember seeing someone say, which is very true, if the third season is as much of an improvement on the second season as the second was, uh, one was over the first, then the third one could actually be truly like great Star Trek. So, yeah. No, I'm hoping, because mm. honestly, it's been like 20 plus years since you guys gotten a... Uh, a good Star a, Trek a, a series. A good Star Trek series. So, you know, yeah. I think I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, even if it turns out to be absolute toss on the plus side, the fact that the renewed um, interest in Discovery has meant that the principal photography on uh, the Picard series has begun, if I remember correctly. Ooh, Ooh. I like Picard. Which I He's believe cool is still friend. untitled, uh, but that is set post-Nemesis, so it's actually prime timeline uh, further on. So that's going to be interesting to finally see what they're going to do with uh, mainline Star Trek, because we've not seen something that isn't a prequel or a reboot since, well, the end of Voyager. Hmm. Is that okay. a series or a film? The Picard thing. Yeah. Series. Okay. Okay, so I already have a name for it. And I feel that... Okay, I can okay. see you physically bracing. <laughs> I'm bracing. Yeah, I'm holding it's on to a, Oh, fuck the pair of yous. Okay, <laughs> no. So, I think that it should be like gaffes. Like a kind of more comedy geared kind of Star Trek. So it could be called Hoisted by His Own Picard. Moving on. Um, <laughs> In your defence, I really wanted to laugh and I had to try really hard not to. <laughs> Thank you, Drama. If it helps, it. there is actually a um, a comedy cartoon that's uh, based on Star Trek that's coming out as well. I believe some of the Rick and Morty guys are involved in it, which is... Oh, so e- I'm not smart enough to understand it then. <laughs> which is either a very good sign or a very bad sign, depending on which particular angle you wish to come at it from. Yeah. I mean, I ain't got nothing pe- like against the Rick and Morty people. Yeah. Raiders. It's and- fine. I'm just being, being a little shit. <laughs> I like it as a show, but the fan base, oof. Yeah. Um, I'm just not smart enough to understand yeah, the fan no. base. You need to know some quantum physics, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Um... But aside from Discovery, putting putting all that to one side, um, I also finished up Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Nice. Um, and did you, what uh, what clan did you play? I was as? a Gangrel. A Gangrel. Um, so I was able to pretty much beast my way through much of the game. Quite literally. Yeah. Uh, correction you... to the last ta- last podcast, actually, because I didn't know it at the time, because you asked me if you could turn into a werewolf, and yes, you can. It's just you have to have the highest level of a particular um, skill, skill like a spell mm, thing okay. you can do. And yeah, I, remember, I didn't I remember, have it. Yeah, I remember you saying that Werewolf wasn't actually that good, which honestly is such bullshit. Yeah, worst game. So the combat when you go into when you do melee combat, it automatically pulls into third person. And when you're wielding a weapon, the hitbox for it is fairly large, so you can kind of hit people in a large area. Whereas when it's hand to hand combat, it's much narrower. And so when you turn into a werewolf, you've then suddenly you, you do hit really hard, but you've got a very narrow vision. Very narrow um, cone like of damage. Like a narrow cone of damage. Um, oh. which if an enemy's AI happens to be freaking out or they have like fucking flash super speed. Or if they're toilets. Or if they're toilets. Which yeah. is more likely than you'd think. 
Um, Sorry, the only thing I know about this game is that sometimes toilets. Sometimes toilets. Sometimes door handles are toilets, <laughs> or ceiling fans are it toilets. Can, it can happen. Just like real life. Um, so some, so it becomes kind of a bit annoying to use. However, the 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 game is very, very good. Really enjoyed it. Would heartily recommend anyone who has a bit of a stomach for like games that are a little old and janky, but have a really interesting and, and fun story to interact with, and like a lot of freedom in their games, give it a shot. If you haven't, you'll probably really quite like it. However, and this is a pretty big however, the last couple of hours of it are solid combat and or boss fights. Hmm. And the boss fights at the end of the game are all bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought there was going to be a bit of wiggle room there, but no, it's just—it's all bad. <laughs> I believe I described it on Twitter as they—they they range from like, well, I guess that's fine, to somebody should be in jail for this. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite an uh, interesting So the last, the last four boss fights, one of which is a fight with someone who has a sniper rifle that I believe due to the unofficial patch that you have to have to make the game function properly rebalances the way some of the weapons work so he can take huge chunks off your health and basically the only, the only efficient way of killing him is just to run up with him and just set him on fire with a fucking flamethrower. I mean, that's you. you I'm, I'm going to say that's a pretty good like solution for yeah. most of life's ills. The next guy you can actually no, it's the last five. The next guy's actually okay, um, but I couldn't be bothered to fight Have him, you so I just beat the vampire elite four. <laughs> no, is it Pokemon? No. You've got to beat the elite vampire for No, there's just... Do you have to throw your balls at their balls? No. That's just... like the, that's like the vampire fiction I'm writing, actually. There's just an amount of, of bosses at the end of the game. And there are five? Yeah, there's so five. So it's the elite yeah. four fight, then? Because <laughs> there's a fifth fight. Surprise for... Spoilers for a fucking 30-year-old game. But there's no surprise, and they're not, like, in a row. They're, like, separated by many hours of gameplay. I mean, technically, the elite four could also be... So, like, if you just stop playing at some point... <laughs> you just point. put the Game Boy down and walk off. Yeah, for, like, a few hours. <laughs> Did anyway. you even get the vampire badges? No, you don't get badges. I'm just going to do then the thing now, because otherwise I'm going to lose where I am. Okay. Um, so, the second one, I actually just couldn't be bothered to fight him, because he was kind of annoying, so I just used the flamethrower on him as well. And he, he, the vampires die, and humans die really easily when you set them on fire, it turns out. I mean... I guess that's pretty accurate. The next one was basically unkillable. You just have to survive for like three minutes. By the way, he can he can move slightly faster than you can. That's like straight out of a nightmare. So you have to run around an observatory. Uh, it is possible to kill him, and I did manage it, but I mostly managed it because I managed to bug him out so he wasn't chasing me for two minutes of those three minutes. And then, um, whilst I was... Because you, you actually don't have to kill him. You actually just run away from him. But you can potentially kill him. Mm-hmm. And I'm and um, it bugged out then. So he wasn't chasing me. But then when I ran away at the end to try and get away, he killed me. So I came back to my last quick save. Because at this point of these just shitty boss scumming. fights, I was save scumming like crazy. Yeah. 
I happened to it happened to spawn me basically as the guy was coming into the place where you're able to kill him. So I like press a button and just murders him. And I was like, yes, <laughs> fluke, I did it. Well um, done. I hope you are proud of your achievement. Oh, the, by this point, the combat was so pervasive, <laughs> and I just didn't give a fuck. Anymore. Yeah, fair. The next one is a character who is actually relatively easy to deal with if you just shoot them. I mean, like, that's... they're not fast, it's just kind of boring because they have so much health, and you're just sitting there just shooting them for, like, 15 minutes, and then eventually <laughs> they die. So it is like the Elite Four. And then the final boss is just the worst. Oh no. It has one form where he, where basically you can land one hit on him, and then he teleports behind you, and then tries to hit you in the back. <sighs> so it's hit here, hit him, roll forward, so teleport to roll through his teleport <laughs> so he doesn't appear behind you and then spin around. Bearing in mind this combat is quite janky so doing that speedy is kind it, of thing is, is actually Is that literally just what you have to do? Yeah. So like, punch him, roll, turn around, punch him, roll, is that literally the yeah. end boss fight? Yeah. Well, it's not the end boss fight, that's his first form. And then his <sighs> second form is just bullshit with ads that can take off a third of your health bar. Oh, fuck off. Um, so I <laughs> hid in a corner and shot him with a sniper rifle until he died. Honestly, I can't blame you. Cause, I mean, <laughs> because apparently the, I found a part where the, AI, where the AI for the ads couldn't find me. <laughs> My biggest problem with kind of like role-playing games like that, um, uh, a lot of the time they don't, they, they cannot facilitate a lot of the play styles. Yeah, basically the end few hours are, did you did you make something that wasn't combat focused? If so, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, because that's, again, it's based on the tabletop vampire game. Mm. So it's, you know, like, what if I wanted to build a charisma, like, talky, my way out of everything character? Because, mm. like, that, like, Deus Ex... Oh, yeah. That was really bad for it as well. Because, like... Uh, Human Revolution. Human Revolution, yeah, that was really bad for it too. So you, like, you put everything into, like, hacking or sneaking. And then, like, at the end, you've just got, like... You've just got a bunch of, like, just straight-on combat, like, boss fights... Well, it's like, okay, yeah, it was... I don't know how to fix this problem, but I know it is a severe problem. Yeah, that was scattered all throughout the game. It yeah. would, it would, the, you could play the game stealthy. Yeah, you could do all as... that great stuff and like hack your way in and sneak about. But then the moment, like, then it would just be like fight this person in a one-on-one fucking like combat arena, and you're like, what? No. Because I start off, I started off trying to go for a kind of stealthy hacky character, and then I got to the first boss and realized that was a mistake, and then just spent the rest of the time making my uh, making my um, Jens is it Jensen? Yeah, Adam, a- Jensen. Adam Jensen, making him into an absolute fucking combat powerhouse. Because mm. I was like, okay, this is what the game's doing. Not Turned Jesus. out that was the right decision. Yeah, yeah. he's not Jesus Christ Denton. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it does suffer from that. So fair warning if you do go into it. You can dump stat into like um, intimidation or, or hacking or whatever, and it does make the game a little easier. Because there's a lot of things where you can get around it, but combat. Make sure your character is also able to deal with straight up combat, because the end of the game doesn't care how you've built your character. And I also would not blame people for getting frustrated with it and just activating fucking cheats for some of those last fights. I have seen not... a lot of people go, "Fuck yeah. this, I'm cheating." Which I, is like, ah, it's fine. I knew that they were bad fights when I. When one of the fights, I, like, Googled it and basically, why is this fight impossible? <laughs> and I found, like, a few threads of someone saying basically what I was thinking. And then everything after it just explaining either how to cheat around it or how to just really cheese it. Or just going, 
yeah, no, this fight is just fucking bullshit. I only did it because my ca- my spec was a bit broken. <laughs> and no one was sitting there going, oh, get good. Everyone was just agreeing, saying, no, it's bullshit. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know how much of this is from the fan patches that rebalance stuff and how much of this is in the original game because the original game... it's probably half and half. Yeah, the original game barely functions without a fan patch. So... You know, it's not really something that you can easily try out. Mm. From what I understand, a lot of parts of the game just will not function properly anymore. Yeah. You'll crash all the time. I am actually really looking forward to the new one. Yes. Because I wonder if they'll transfer so across much. the... Uh, it'll require a fan patch to work as well, just to really give you the... Uh... <laughs> just give you the original experience, yeah. yeah. But no, it's like it does feel like... I have never met a person who is neutral on Vampire. Every person I've met who've played it has fucking loved it. Yeah, it's, like every single yeah. person I've met that's played it adores Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Retribution 3D. Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, I'm really hoping that that kind of that kind of fan support will be like, well, you know, we have all this fan support, so here's a higher budget. I I really do hope that, and they... I hope that the developers aren't pushed to a mental breakdown with crunch time and <laughs> well, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm just I'm hoping it's going to be good because I really do have trouble playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, the older version. Anyway. It's yeah, it's very it's, old it's hard to play. Point. It is difficult, and I don't have the nostalgia there to kind of help drive me through it. I mean, you don't really either. But like, I'm also not good at games that require a little bit of patience there it is it is one of those games where if you go into a boss fight and have to fight it 20 times um, yeah i'm not good with that kind of stuff like, i don't mind yeah. not not doing everything first time but like when it gets to this is straight up broken and barely functional i really don't have any patience for that yeah basically the, the first like two-thirds of the game you can you can go through on as long as you've got some ability to fight in combat you'll generally be able to deal with the combat encounters but then yeah it just hits that point towards the latter like third of the game where you start encountering some really hard fights and the ones at the end just get really bad yeah for it um but it is it is a really good game, and I, I know it might sound like I'm complaining about it a lot, but that is solely because of like voicing my frustration about it. Yeah. Because the game is really really good, and I do recommend everyone at least play it a little bit because the early parts of the game you can play pretty much however you want. I have just started up a run playing as a Malkavian, which is very interesting because. All of their dialogue is different. They just speak absolute bollocks all the time. <laughs> they just sound like some like they sound like someone who's just super into like Renaissance fairs <laughs> and is hardly paying attention. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, and and people react to them like that. Where so like lots of audio would have been has got different recordings like responses because they're like. I'm sorry, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, we, we, we had, uh, very briefly, we, we started a game of uh, playing as an Osferatu, just to see what would happen. And we literally just went and said hi to a police officer, and we got an immediate masquerade violation, and yep. they got beat the fuck down. You've got to hide a lot as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as Nosferatus, because you're so ugly. Yeah, I remember like on stream, I encountered this like fucking billionaire in the middle of the street and he's like oh yes well my car's broken down and, and I don't like the look of all the, the ruffians around here and I'm like and I, I I dumped stat intimidation so I was like yeah yeah you know you're probably going to get really hurt you know if you don't give me that watch 
And he's like, uh, but my wife gave me this watch. There's only like 50 of them available. I'm like, well, better give it to me quick. We'll consider that a tax on your life. And he's like, okay. And like, I spoke to the same guy as an Osferatu. He just kept looking at me going, and just making disgusted noises. Yeah. I'm like, you're not even going to fucking talk to me or give me your watch. What a fucking jackass. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing that I've noticed about playing through Vampire the Masquerade again um, is that when you start up a new game of it, it's almost designed to defy sequence breaking. Because you know when like, like you know when you have a, like a large sprawling world and there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things you can do. So much of it is reliant on you encountering certain people and encountering certain bits of dialogue. So there's like this bit, for example, where you can turn a woman in a hospital into a ghoul. Give her your blood. You give her your blood, and she basically it basically can heal her because she she's going to die. Otherwise, it doesn't basically. turn her into a vampire, but it basically just gives her superpowers. Well, she makes her tough for a bit, and it's, yeah, she, it's like really good myth. She becomes like <laughs> basically if you get in in the mass vampire the masquerade sort of thing. If if you drink some vampire blood, then you'll become stronger, better, tougher, harder. and you'll live longer. Um, and they're called ghouls, uh, okay. and it's basically the vampire lackeys. Yes, yeah, vampire lackeys. So people who do stuff for them when you know vampires can't. And could you take this video back to Blockbuster? They close at five p.m. And due to daylight savings time, it's too bright. I can't. I can't get done with late fees again. Um, and because this girl's dying, the only way to save her would be to give her give your blood. So you do that now. The only way to do that is you have to have had a conversation with someone about what ghouls are before. So even though you know how to do it, if you go there and end up there before you've had one of those conversations with people, then you she can't just, do it. Yeah, and so she just lo- sits there milking the whole I'm injured yes. noise. So there's a lot of things like that which mean that it becomes kind of... Di- like Even if you want a sequence break, you have to really carefully think about every bit of information you've got of why your character would know how to do those things because everything's so interlinked and intertwined. It's not that you can't do things in different orders, but it's just that sometimes very specific flags have to be raised and so it can be you kind of sit there and go, why can't I do this now? And you go, oh yeah, because I need to talk to that person that would tell me about this and this and this and that's how I know to talk to this person about this and that's where I get the line of dialogue I'm actually after, like sort of thing. And you go, oh god, this... This game must have been a nightmare to design. Like, you reckon? Truly absurd. Uh, but it is very good. As I said last time, go play it. And that's me done. Because uh, everything else of my time has been, oh god, editing, editing, editing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so, Snipe, what have you been up to? So many things. Um, played a bit more of The Order 1886. Uh, yes. Yep, been enjoying that. Still haven't reached the end of it. Now, I was quite surprised because... Every single thing I'd heard about it was, eh, it's really bad, eh, it looks good, but it's a fucking betrayal because it tricks you and it takes your money. It's like, I, I would have been really mad if I'd paid full price for this, yes, but... Well, everyone made out like it was really super yeah, short, like, like three I literally, hours long. I literally heard, everyone I heard so, see, talk about the lake said it was two to three hours long. It is fucking not. I've been playing it for well over 
two to three hours. If you look at how long to be, it's like seven hours. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, still short. That's still but... quite short, but at the same time, it's like, I literally saw people basically lie and say it was two to three hours. Yeah. And it's like, maybe if you've managed to do a speed run and skip all of everything, all of the um, the story interaction and just fucking go for it, but okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it, and it's like, I... I'm having to put it out of my brain when I'm playing it that this will never get a sequel. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Because apparently it does end on a cliffhanger, which pretty much fucking yeah. everything does nowadays because you got to you got to secure that sequel money. It's not... I don't blame the devs for that. I blame capitalism. And it's just... I, oh, I really like... Oh, it's just such a great setting. Like, I'm wandering around this hospital at the moment. Because, like, um, I'm not going to spoil it, but, like, there's a really interesting fight. And honestly, this is one of the few pieces of media that does werewolves well. Hmm. Like, because I, I tend to, like, I, I there's, there's so many things about, like, werewolf fiction that makes me immediately go, ugh, and just cringe. Any talk about alphas <laughs> or packs, it's just, I'm just like, oh, fuck off. It just, it's really... I really hate that kind of stuff. Whereas this doesn't have any of that. And, like, werewolves talking is another thing that I'm kind of a bit... uh, Maybe don't. Whereas this does that. Like, to my surprise, a werewolf spoke to me. And I was like, oh. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like... He wasn't reciting fucking Hamlet. But, you know, it was... That would be quite funny, though. That that would be interesting. But, no, it it was quite well done. And I'm like, yikes. No, this is... I really like how they've done werewolves in this. They're not like just big bipedal wolves. They're kind of like the, the wolf, more wolfman kind of wolf wolfmen's, and I, it just it it works, and I'm I'm really enjoying. it. Also, Nikola Tesla makes an appearance. Nice, which I think is really he's he's really young in it. He's actually he's actually quite a cutie, um, and yeah, I'm. I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm just trying not to think that it do- it'll never get a sequel. Yeah, I remember because like when you when you talked about it last time, you you were sort of like onto onto that thing of like going, I'm enjoying it, but like I I know nothing else is ever going to happen with it, so I can't enjoy it too much. But now I'm just I've gone past it, and I'm just really enjoying it now. Ah, good. It good. is it is really cool. I like it a lot. Um, play been playing more Divinity Original Sin to nobody's yeah, surprise. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I, I try out the lone wolf trait, which is basically just buffs you a lot, provided that you only have one or two at a maximum party members. I am a lone wolf. Ignore these other two. <laughs> no, it's literally it's like if it's just you and one other party member, you still have that bonus active, um, which in a in like the majority of fights is OP as fuck because you get two more action points per round. Um, you get like every time you put in an attribute, say into intellect or strength, it puts in two points. Ooh. It's just it's just supposed to balance it, so you have you'll you have two less party members, but you're kind of like super buff. Yeah. And like, there's been one fight I had in a in the graveyard at uh, Reaper's Coast, which is the secondary you go to, which was a bit bullshit. But other than that, I've it's it's been quite fun because I've got a I thought I'd take a cleric. Because yeah, you know, that's going to be helpful. So I've taken two melee characters basically, with like, the occasional like not very tough spell casting ability, but mm-hmm. just you know, just enough. And yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Oh, good. Because of fucking course I have. 
Um, <laughs> oh, watched uh, watched BoJack season five. Yes, season five of BoJack Horseman. Have we all seen it? Uh, I is that a new one? No, no. it came out a bit ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, time. okay, yeah, I've probably seen it when it came out. What took you so long? I'm bad at things and I procrastinate a lot. So. Also, BoJack's like kind of heavy. It's at very times. emotionally yeah, 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 taxing. Okay, yeah, fair. Like, there's a couple of episodes that were just too fucking real for me. There's the episode with the funeral that was so close to the bone, I nearly had to call an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's good. And, like, I liked how they seem to be poking at at not only their fan base, but just the Rick and Morty fan base, I would say, for definite. Where it's like... They obviously have Bojack Horseman. He is the main ta- main character, but he is not a good guy. He is not meant to be looked up to. He is not meant to... You're not really supposed to root for him. You're supposed to... He, you find him endearing because... He's not real. He's not real. <laughs> this is the thing. If he was a real person... Mm. then yeah. his actions would be irredeemable and no matter what he did, he would never deserve to be forgiven. But the thing is, he's a cartoon fucking character. So, you know, like I think like they have a good couple of moments where they quite obviously basically point at the audience and go, if you look at Bojack or like if you look at an asshole main character and go, haha, it's so me you are a fuck-up and don't do it. That's not what that's there for. Mm. They, do it, they do it way more eloquently than I do it, of course, because I'm <laughs> not very good at like, articulating my points, which is hilarious seeing as I'm on a podcast. I will say it does a really good job of um, portraying the whole point of the if you, that when you need help, like talking about mental health stuff, sometimes of the, it's fine to try and do it yourself and having the desire to do that is one thing but you also need help as aside from that and that it's usually a combination of the two that is what actually sorts it out you need to have the desire and the drive to get things fixed yeah but also you need to get help yeah no it, it kind of um it, it it does it does kind of approach that because I was very much like that for a long time. Of like, I I don't need to see any therapists. I don't I don't need to acknowledge that I have an eating disorder. I don't need to acknowledge the fact that I basically have PTSD. I don't need to acknowledge the fact that oh yeah, I I I, I literally can't leave the house sometimes. But that's fine. I'll deal with it. No, no, you can't. You can't deal with that on your own. Like like if your problems are that debilitating. I'm sorry, like, 99% of the time, you can't you can't fix it yourself. And that's fine. You just need to acknowledge that. And, like, saying that so bluntly, I think, was quite... Well, it was quite powerful to behold, I guess, mm. <laughs> for lack of a better mm. collection of words. But, no, it was like, no, that's frighteningly accurate. Because, yeah, like... I'm, and it also says, you know, oh, going and doing... Like, going to a therapist won't just... It yeah. won't just fix you. It won't. You have to work at at that. And that's that's the hard part of therapy. You can go to therapists, you can go to doctors, but if you aren't if you aren't there and working with these people, it's not going to help you. 
and it's shocking how kind of eloquently it put that uh, put that stuff kind of across. Way better than I fucking did. I mean, that's that's kind of Bojack, isn't it? Like it's a, it's a show about a cartoon horse that manages to be one of the one of the few shows that manages to have nuance when talking about mental health issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah. does so with it, it manages to yeah portray the, the the whole thing of that it is a, a balance between the two of that therapy is not going to fix you on your own. You need to have a will, but also just having a will to do it is not going to fix you on your own either. You yeah. need to get the help as well. In a lot of cases, obviously, some yeah. people you know not everyone fits into every. Category, no, no, but, it's, it is a good kind of like general statement. I yeah. feel, but like. Yeah, and I know from personal experience that is exactly what I thought I could do, and I was very wrong. Mm, and, same here. So, and it set me back a good good way because I was too prideful and afraid to seek help. And now I'm perfect. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like, and it it doesn't change overnight. As much as it would be amazing if it did, but you know, and it's it's interesting how they incorporate that into the character of Bojack, who. Again, this is speaking as him as a cartoon character. If this was a, an actual person, I'd be like, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you, you you are endeared to him because, yeah, he's the main character. And, yeah, he does have a reason for being a fuck up. He has he has a, he, he had a horribly abusive parents, distant and abusive parents. He's, you know... He's had a tough life, but that also doesn't excuse the fact that he puts everyone around him through hell because he can't be asked mm. to try to be a good person. But like, you can't help but kind of go be on his side a little bit with the whole, no, I, you, you had a fucking shit start. Mm. So I, I almost get it, but that doesn't quite excuse it. And like, It's the thing that's been really interesting to see throughout the last few seasons. of, of Especially but, with the other characters interacting mm. with him and kind of like, because every character in there is... to grow. Yeah, that's the thing. He's trying, and he's he's fucking up because he's doing it on yeah. his own. It also it also being an indictment of how the the system within which he finds himself pretty much incentivizes and encourages the worst aspects of his personality. Yeah, yeah, especially with like the show he's working on in oh, the yeah. fifth season, where it's kind of like it's like a weird parallel, and also like fucking Stephanie Beats is in it, and I love her so much. <laughs> Because I like I heard like cause she plays a character called Gina and I was like oh my god, I know that voice. <gasps> it's her. I love her so much. But yeah, like not getting like kind of like easing off the seriousness. It's so weird how a fucking cartoon about a uh, BoJack Horseman, who is a horseman, who is a horsed man, can be so fucking can resonate with with me on such a deep level. It is annoying how stupid it is. <laughs> and a thing where a very terrible sex robot becomes a reoccurring character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's also some incredibly fucking like spicy takes with that robot. All I'll say, without getting too <laughs> deep into it, is that there are not many shows that can deal with and I'd do an episode about performative wokeness and not come across as just shitting on people mm-hmm. uh, to actually have something to say about it. But this is one of the few shows that can because it's got a history of kind of backing that up with how, you know, the, the general ideas that yeah. it's trying to convey. I will also say I really loved um, Todd and how his asexuality is kind of dealt with. And yeah. I don't want to say dealt with, I'd say explored. Yeah, 
and kind of yeah, how Todd's it's great. Todd, Todd's great. He's awesome. <laughs> like we started off as just just a cut. Like he kind of starts off as more or less just a comic relief character, yeah. and how they've built him into a real kind of character. Yeah. He's still weird. He's still weird, but that's just Todd. Yeah, and I, I, I like. Um, I can't remember his girlfriend's name. Shit. Because he's he's yeah, not an uh, he's not an aromantic asexual. He's just an asexual. So you know, companionship is still very much on the table. And you know, going and meeting her parents. <laughs> 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 so like, I don't think I should spoil it. But Todd yeah, needs. I believe Marzipan is involved. Marzipan is involved. And it, it it is very funny, and it's it's not making fun of asexuality. It's 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 I would say making fun of hypersexuality and how a lot of people refuse to acknowledge that asexuals are are actually people who just Exist. don't want to do sex and that's an actual thing. So it's actually really f- it's it's quite a funny way of kind of portraying that kind yeah. of thing. And I think I just think it's really cool. But yeah, yeah. no. So I. That was a fucking roller coaster. The whole series <laughs> of Bojack. That Bojack was, always is. It yeah. really is. It's... You watch it and you go in like, "This is really funny," but also I'm sad on my insides now. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. There's like, there's a couple of episodes that I just had to have a big cry after to just decompress because holy fuck, <laughs> this might not like your your um experiences may vary, but for me it was quite there's emotionally some, taxing. There's a. F- a few themes in that show that are a little on the nose. Yeah. But no, I again, very, very high quality, like, doesn't pull punches. I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, if you like BoJack at all, I can recommend season five as if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I did think that was pretty cool. But yeah. Apart from, I watched like, a, a, like first episodes of a couple of things, but like nothing particularly concrete yeah. so yeah that's uh that's pretty much me apart from you know like, like watching a couple of things and yeah i'm done okay cool yeah. um so on, on to questions if we have questions anyway. we have some questions yes okay i don't know why i say if we have questions i think it's just i'm saying it just in case one day no one emails in so i, I don't get it doesn't become really awkward <laughs> there's always some please please don't stop emailing <laughs> please we nice. need this this is this is how we justify yeah. ourselves as people yeah so snipe what's the email people should email to oh fuck you drummer matt <laughs> fuck you drummer matt at gmail dot fuck you drummer matt you're the worst dot com <laughs> i think that's probably too long to make otherwise i would make that into a real one <laughs> well remember when we tried to do specifically drummer matt and it was too long so we had to change it to only drummer matt it's only drummer Matt at snipe and wib at gmail.com. Okie dokie. We have a couple of emails. And by couple, I mean literally not a couple. Okay, oh. good. Um, so we have an any amount of emails. <laughs> well, no, specifically not two, okay. but any other amount. So one. Um, first up, Beskar. This is a long email, so I've, my, I've tried to um, compress truncate it down. Truncate it? Truncate it a little bit. So sorry if I've missed out any subtleties on this. So, they want to start playing Kill Team. Okay. They have various friends who already have an assortment of teams. There was a list of, of various um, chapters and races and different teams. So they've narrowed down their choice to two things. So firstly, potentially Tower Pathfinders. Okay. The second one is a more original idea. They've had some fluff going around in their head for a um, a their own chapter. Ooh. So it's going to be a... 
secret pet project between Belisarius Call, the Sisters of Silence, Adeptus Sorry Artis. So, yes. <laughs> the um, Sisters. Yeah, the Sisters. Um, the Officio Assassinorium and the Inquisition. So they're going to be basically female Primaris tech marines. Okay, yeah, just go with that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you know, that sounds phenomenal. Aside from the fact that I want to see that anyway, because that sounds yeah. like just a lot of fun. That sounds great. When it comes to a, a kill team thing, if you have an idea to make something that would be heavily converted, because it's going to be such a small group, I say just go for whatever is the heavily converted one, because... That's like that's yeah. especially because that is such a cool idea. Because going into making a full army that's heavily converted is that's a fucking borderline career you're setting up. Isn't it? <laughs> Whereas like <laughs> but kill career team you size, won't money for. yeah. But kill team size is like that's something that's small enough where you will still be a bit frazzled afterwards, but you'll actually be able to finish it. But you without can yeah, dying. You, you can really put the time into making something really elaborate and uh, yeah. Go go for that one no, seriously. Please send pics. That sounds <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that that was the first question. Is which, is which would you go for? But yeah, yeah. Um, so they were thinking of using Primaris Inceptors, mostly because they like the minimalistic helmet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And equipping them with tech priest parts like Doctor Octopus tentacle type things and various other bits. So that's their idea. Um, yeah, I can totally see that. See that. So yeah, the next question is: it. Do you think that tech inceptors? would work well with, like, if there's a particular scale difference between the two. Because um, I don't know if the Primaris Marines are bigger and then the parts they're using from the Tech Priests are not the right size or something? Oh, well, if you're using Tech Priest things, um, there are some that are going to be not the right size and some that are. Um, things like arms and stuff are pretty much off the table unless you use very specific, Parts like maybe you can get away with a hand here and there if you're going to use like a. Whereas really if you're going to use like hand. a mechanical arm, it's yeah, it's I, much of a much. I've, so. I've seen them mixed together a lot, and some things work, some things don't. Um, I like, probably suggest some like third party kind of uh, yeah. stuff because like that like you tend to find like uh, like statuesque miniatures they have scaled correctly heads for like female space marines yeah, and, and they, they have really great ones. sculpts can't cannot recommend them enough i'm recommending a lot of things <laughs> this podcast but yeah so like probably have a look around for kind of like third party stuff yeah you can usually some some of it's quite expensive but some of it's quite reasonable um depends what you're after really um because like if you want like say tech marine backpacks those are just going to fit on on any yeah. on primaris because Basically, the thing, the thing to remember with Primaris is that their bodies, so their torso and legs, are longer than a regular Marine's. However, everything else is to a degree interchangeable. So head's totally interchangeable, shoulder pads totally interchangeable, backpack's interchangeable, although there is a very definite style to Primaris ones over regular ones. So just, you know, that's a thing to... If you're concerned with that. Um, and the arms are... Regular Space Marine arms are just as long as Primaris arms, but Primaris arms are thicker because they have extra panels on them. Yeah. That's the only real difference. So certain things you can use and it looks fine, but other things might require a little bit of work. Yeah, but um, So anything that would fit on a regular Marine arms-wise will fit on a Primaris. But There will be a noticeable mm, kind of like bulk yeah. difference. So some things just require a little bit more work. 
Um, but still, super hyped to see that if that's what you choose mm-hmm, to do. Yeah, I have kind of an image in my head of how that would look, and uh, now I just want that. So <laughs> do it quick before someone else steals the idea. Um, so two two linked questions. You've probably, you've mostly answered them anyway, actually. But um, they were talking about where they can get various bits of tentacles and server accessories from a tech priest and tech marines, but without actually buying the whole model. Oh, there's um, bit sites everywhere. Yeah, there's bit sites um, who basically buy the whole set and then sell the individual parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you'd probably get, like, I don't know if eBay is any good for, like, You can bits. do it off eBay. Uh, I'm sort of reticent to recommend any one site because there's a bunch of them and I forget everyone that isn't bits and kits. Yeah. Um, but really, it depends what you're after for yeah. individual And parts. where you're based, I guess, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's probably a local equivalent wherever... Wherever if, you're from. If you want to make tentacle, like the actual mechadendrite things themselves, then uh, there are things like there's a website called Green Stuff World that sells little rollers so you can make them out of green stuff. Yes. Which uh, people say are really good. I've been meaning to pick some up myself to give them a shot. Um, depending on how you use them, you can either make sort of very mechanical looking ones or more natural looking ones, and there's different sets and things. That might be something to look into if you want to go kind of heavy on the the mechadendrites and things. Uh, if you just want the, the arms themselves, then you might be able to pick up some like regular Tech Marine backpacks, uh, which you could just throw on the back of a yeah a, uh, a Primaris and they look backpacks fine. are basically standard. So yeah, um, but I will say yeah, I do think that the helmets that come on things like Inceptors or. Um, the a lot of the stuff in the um what's it called the new ones are fuck but shadow spear box set yeah. the ones that come in those those would probably work really well as tech marine helmets as well okay uh, their very last point is just that it's not really a question but they're, they're working on the name so they're thinking about calling them um surdos s-c no, s-z-u-r-d-o-s after the latin word for mute slash silent but it's also um I'm guessing they're Hungarian, and it's a Hungarian archaism meaning to stick to or to sting. And they just think it'd be quite funny considering how many people stop clutching their pills hearing the words female space moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, yep, yeah, yeah, that, that I, is thumbs up to that name. That's, yeah. That's, Amazing. That's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, go, go, go with that. That sounds like that would be something like really good if you had, like, um, you know, because, you know, quite, quite a lot of um, space marine chapters are the something somethings. Yeah. Um, so that that could be a good thing of like you know marine surders or knights surders or something Ooh, like that. Oh yeah, that's cool. That, that could work. Like that sort of uh, arrangement might work really well. Um, feel free to ignore me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, you, that sounds to me that would be. Do you want? A... But that name is perfect, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but no, I like that. Yeah. Okie dokie. Moving on. Sam emailed him. Hello, dear Snipe, Grand Pooh Bar of Excellence. Yes. You've Could already you... had your allowance. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please repeat the heroic epic of when Dramat had a egregious... Egregious? Na- nailed it. Egregious cameo in Metal Gears. <laughs> <sighs> you know what? I actually remember that like that was yesterday. Do you now? I do. So it was like... Quite, I was quite excited for Drama Matt, you know. He just started getting into the whole voice acting thing, you know, getting into stuff like this. And then, you know, like, he he kind of did leave it for a while until he came back in, like, you know, the uh, the latest uh, bro trip. 
video that uh, Alpha Bus as an entity put out. And he, did, he did do stuff in the 90s. He did do stuff in the 90s, though. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. But that was like weird Spanish... Um, pornography? West, West, Western films, so... Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaghetti Westerns that weren't made in Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spanish spaghetti Spanish Westerns. There's there yeah. there there a very niche market. Yeah, it, they were referred to as Spangetti Westerns. Uh, they yeah. didn't really catch Well, up. I mean, they yeah. weren't, but I, that's what I said. Yeah, 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 that's fair, that's fair. But no, like, and uh, so... You can't get involved in this, mate. It doesn't work. <laughs> I know, it's it, funny. Actually, it kind of works for me, and I think it's hilarious. But that's, that's me. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, I, I, I'd kind of been into Metal Gear for a while, as, you know, of course I was very much into the big boss and the, sna- the solid snaked. And the drama <laughs> shows up one day, and he's like, uh, he, he, he what he did, what he did was because like when he when I'm like when I've got my door locked, he won't knock. He like he somehow knows I'm in and I don't know how. Like he won't call me or anything because like yeah you know, he did for a while. He'd be like call up and he'd be like hey do you need bread or whatever and I was like ah oh, no it's okay. And then like after one like after like a time it just stopped and then he started literally squeezing himself through the letterbox. And like it's, the door is fucked, the door is busted because he's not good at it. No, because like what he does is he would cover himself in like what was it, ambrosia custard. But yeah. the thing is, I don't think he got the memo because like I understand like the logic with like oh it's custard slimy, oh I'll get through. It was powder custard, so he just cover himself in powder and just like squeeze through. Like honestly, I'm surprised he didn't skin himself alive. He's like, and I'd know he was there because. Because of the screaming. Well, the thing is, back then we had one of those old wooden doors, so he yeah. actually really you just kind of... You could hear, like, wood splintering around yeah. him as he, he... As, has help, as <laughs> he would scream, the house, it births me backwards. And we were like, you could just say the street was doing that, and he just wouldn't listen. But yeah, like, he came in, and I could tell by the fact that he was screaming at, like, a higher octave than usual that he was excited about yeah. something because you know how he gets and I was like what What have you done you silly silly boy and he was like after you know he was he was pulling the splinters out of his eyelashes and he was like I've, I've, I'm, I'm in the metalled gear and I, I was quite confused by this and I was like what do you mean you're in the metalled gear and he's like I'm in the metalled gear and he, he refused to elaborate he was literally stood there for an hour. I made him a cup of tea and everything, and that that went down his trousers as it usually does. And then he just went out, like he just like went out the door again. I was like, okay, that's weird. So I was I remember playing Metal Gear Solid the first time, and the character of Johnny Sasaki in the cells, and I was like, I remember hearing the the guy's voice, and I was like, that sounds really familiar, like that. That sounds really... I, I'd forgotten about Drum and Matt's metalled gear conversation. So, long story short, when you crawl through the vents, like, the guard is having a hard time doing big shits. Yes. And the moment I heard the shitting, I was like, that's Drum and Matt. I, I recognise those shit noises anywhere. That is Drum and Matt's butthole. Yeah. I could not believe it. I was like, oh my god. He, he, he ah! was Johnny Sasaki's stunt butthole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and I phoned him up and I apologised 
But then, like he, like while he was talking to me, he put the phone in the microwave and started screaming louder as like the phone was melting. But yes. like, but like I did phone up to congratulate him because like yeah, like because the voice was like you could tell that they were going for an overall tone mm. of like the voice. But it wasn't until I heard the butt farts that I was like, oh my god, that is straight up drummer Matt's butthole. I yeah. would recognize that noise. That the the. The, the the timber of the butthole I would recognise anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the story. So yeah, drama Matt drama Matt is uncredited. He did it as a favour. But To his mate Hideo. To his mate Hideo, <laughs> yeah. They're like I don't know, like Hideo could whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the totally true story of Drama Matt's uh, cameo appearance in uh, Metal Gear Solid. Good. Good. Don't don't you have fond memories of that drama, Matt? Oh yeah, no, it was a it was a good time. Mm. Good time. Yeah, and I'm sorry we have like a double glazed door that you can't like push yourself <laughs> to the litter box now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so right, you've got windows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, next up, Caleb. I almost missed this one because I opened the email and there was nothing there, and I was like, "What?" And then the entire question was in the subject line, which took me a few minutes to work out. <laughs> okay, okay, that's actually really funny. <laughs> Because I remember you saying um, that if you ever want me to ignore something, you say put it the subject line. Yeah, I was about to move on. I was just like, well, there's nothing in this email. <laughs> but I did read it eventually. So mm. I guess that's, if you really, if you want to force me to read a subject line, if you just put nothing in the email, I guess I will eventually look there. <laughs> it creates a mystery for you to solve. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, if there's something in the, in the main email and the subject line, the subject line is not being read. <laughs> anyway, um, Snipe, you mentioned that if you were an Inquisitor, you would eat a specific food all the time and would eject anyone by airlock who told you otherwise what was that food oh you don't remember wow guess you're not really a fan then <laughs> we've made a big deal about the foods that you definitely wouldn't eat oh yeah all the time but the thing is i eat a lot of like well i don't eat a lot of food but i eat lots of different types of food so it could be anything from like boiled eggs to tapioca balls I, I, I seem to vaguely remember this conversation, but I don't remember what it you said. It could have been steak, which I haven't had in years. <laughs> I haven't had for a while. You haven't had steak in a long time. It could be time. ribs, which I haven't had for a very long time. It turns out going sort of like 70% vegetarian yeah. like, means that you don't eat as much meat as before. Yeah, it could be... <laughs> Weird, that. Beef yeah. jerky, it could be twisties, it could be barbecue or pizza-flavoured shapes, it could be burger men, it could be burgers, it could be chow mein, it could be fried rice. Okay, could you please move on to another question? Because okay. as, as fun as it is hearing Snipe list every food she's ever eaten, I'd quite like <laughs> to be done liked. with it. Okay. Well, it could be it could okay. be whites, lemonades, like ice poles. Those are nice as well. Okay, moving on. Orion, I like this email. It says, "Hey, drummer Matt," and in brackets, insert special guests. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it, are we All the right, special I Matt, guests? I guess Matt's editing this podcast now because it's not ours anymore. Yeah, fuck it, have fun, fucko. <laughs> hey, I, I've, I've repeatedly offered, and you've always said no. So I'm just you just don't, don't have enough trust in me to do it. <laughs> Oh, anyway, yeah, we're going to give you this one that has like it's going to be like three hours long. <laughs> anyway, uh, they've recently been listening to a podcast about failed and abandoned projects, so it got them thinking. Is, Do you is or your guess? Be thinking I'm about just going to say, is the Misanthropod the failed project? <laughs> is that the podcast? <laughs> no, I think it's failing. <laughs> it's not failed because okay, it's fair. still going. It won't um, die. No, it got them thinking. Do you or your guests have any lost projects? Like work related or hobby related or even personal <laughs> skills related or This is a joke, right? I have like 
literally 90% of my output is stuff that I fucking, like, that doesn't get actually outputted. <laughs> like, literally, the stuff I put online is, like, 10% of my actual output. So, do we want to... I'll tell you what, rather than going to depth with these, shall I just give, like, a brief rundown of the things that I know that at least as a group we have attempted to and then just not... That band we started that we ne- that never really got everywhere because like half the members had babies. Yeah. Uh, that music video we never did. The music video we never did. That another album that we never did. Yeah. Uh, that horn section that we didn't fully complete. I ah, know that one's that one's fine. We did actually get a horn section. Yeah, we no, we did. We have an amazing horn section. But you, I remember everyone going, "Oh, trumpet's really good." Well, we never we never did. Oh, we were going to do a gig where we had a brass. Like a full brass band uh, play alongside us playing classic yeah, star yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be an amazing um, gig. I have like a a bunch. I have like at least one content video that I haven't put out because I'm too scared to do it. I have a let's play series that I'm I'm like scared to continue. I have three. I, I have I have two scripts that I have halfway written that I haven't done anything with. I have... We're going to talk about scripts. I've got about eight. Yeah. I have no, I, I have like three scripts, and one of them is like so emotionally taxing that I honestly don't think I'll ever put that video out. Um, I don't have... Like, I, I've not done any painting at all um, in a very long time, even though like my, my Imperial Knight is so close to being finished. I haven't done that video that where I showcase my army. I haven't done... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I keep meaning to draw more, and like there's a bunch of pictures that I want to do. There's there's a comic series like, slash video series that I was I was going to make that has just not gone anywhere. There was a bunch of like um like like comedy like like stupid pictures I was going to do specifically related to 40k that like I like bear in mind it's not like I haven't done any of these. It's the fact that I've got quite a way through and then just stopped because of mental health or other reasons. So yeah, I could keep going on like literally. Yeah. I've got a few comic series that I meant to do and just never really got around to a video series that didn't so many abandoned scripts. Yeah. So that's the thing. I I think people don't realize, and this, this isn't throwing shade on, on, uh, on Orion here, but like, I I think a lot of people don't realize that, especially with this, this kind of like, like maybe script writing or like that kind of thing that yeah 90% of the stuff that you work towards will never go anywhere or won't ever be finished and it's and kind I think it, of heartbreaking it probably feels worse because like if you add it all up over the years it gets really ridiculous yeah because you, you kind of just add it all up and it gets a little bit a little bit scary of like okay it does I mean, hell, fuck you up the, uh, possibly the, the, uh, the, the biggest one for us in, in terms of like um, influentialness is that the thing that sort of started us off on wanting to do videos for YouTube was wanting to do a review of Clive Barker's Jericho. That never happened. Nope. It will probably <laughs> happen one day. We, the thing is, like, again, that never happened because, I mean, it's not like we just sat there and went, oh, shit, yeah, we never did that. Whoops! It's, we tried to write a script, and then we tried to write another script, and it just wasn't working. We just couldn't. It we just, couldn't do it. Because we didn't have the experience. Because this is, like, before we had the channel. Yeah. Like, this is years and years ago. Like Writing scripts ain't easy. Do you want to know the fun thing? I did try and resurrect it and tried to write a script for that about a year and a half ago. And it ended <laughs> up just 
because It'd be like a seven-page bitch piece about how much yeah, we hate so, the fucking game. So the thing is, like, I, I really try when writing scripts these days to not be anywhere near as negative, um, to try and find some positives and things to try and be more hopeful about things, just because there's too much negativity. Oh, like, I try not to be as negative. I try to have hope or joy or maybe point out the good things. This was literally impossible with Clive Barker's Jericho. Basically, because <laughs> the reason we wanted to do something with it is because it's a game that we both despise with such intensity that we have so many feelings about it. We wanted to do something with that. And I got to like, I think I, I wrote like four pages and I'm like, we're like two minutes through the game here. But I've just, every single you little even thing. You gotten on the drop off of the helicopter and you're yeah, already every like, little, every little thing that the game does up to that point, even though you have literally not had control of the game yet, irritates me to such a <laughs> precise level. That, like, I was like, okay, I've got to scrap this script, and if to do this again, it needs to be started again. And it, I think, I think, I I think it's one of those things where we might have to go into it with the point of, okay, we despise this game on such a precise and (laughs) intense level. That that it's probably not going to be very constructive at all. So... We're going to start doing... We're going to talk about the game as calmly and as positively as we as we can. But occasionally we might get sidetracked. I think we should just throw it all out the fucking window. We should defenestrate this fucking thing. Yeah. Of just trying to be objective. And just go the H-bomber guy way of just going... Clive Barker's Jericho sucks, and here's why. What, and make like an hour and a half long video? No, no, I think you should do the opposite. Everyone hates this game. You should do a video of all the good parts of it. Even if that video is only like four seconds long, that... No. I like the idea of it just us sitting on the couch and standard review fashion. No, no, no. Just kind of like... And then like, just silence for like... Five ten seconds as we sit there staring into the camera, and then just as, as like one of us goes, <gasps> it ends and has a list of all the patrons <laughs> just going past because we couldn't think of one fucking thing. Oh, oh wait, the, no, the fact that it ends eventually is quite good. Yeah, but it ends in such a way <laughs> that it makes you angry, and once and it gets you eaten, you become even more angry when you learn more about what the future plans were. Yeah, because it ends on a really unsatisfactory sequel hook, and obviously the sequel never got made because it was fucking garbage. And the, the sequel, sequel was going to involve six hundred and sixty-six orphans on a boat somewhere. It's like six hundred and sixty-six orphans on a boat. Are they piloting the boat? Are they? Did they mutiny? Because that's kind of interesting. But no, it's just going to be the fucking... They're hanging out on the Mary Celeste or fucking whatever. Just having 666 of them. And probably the rest of the game was you punching orphans or something. I mean, actually, that would have improved the game. It would have, yeah. Because <laughs> at least it would have been something. But anyway, yeah. To answer your question, holy fuck. There are far too many projects that we have started and either not been able to complete or have abandoned. Everything you see is the tip of the iceberg, basically. <laughs> yeah, really. But I'm still going to try and get a bunch of those scripts out because I quite like the idea of them. It's just... Uh, mental health? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's my uh, excuse. Fair. Um, they did have a follow-up question, which you sort of discussed, but they said, on the flip side, do you have any dream projects that you've always wished you could do? <gasps> I want to comb Matt Mercer's hair while he teaches me how to DM. 
there are a not lot, in a yeah. sexy way just in a I think his hair is nice and I think he's a good person and I want to I want to viking his hair <laughs> I want to put it in plaits and stuff I mean there's like dream things that you'd like to do like it would be nice to just be able to do things at like a higher kind of standard and just yeah, but like, what is your possible. like your dream but surely project. that's not possible no, no. Oh shucks. Honestly, there are, <laughs> my my sort of my things with that are always fairly sort of mundane, and most of them are things that we could conceivably do, and some of them are things that are sort of the early wheels are in maybe motion for one day maybe doing them. So I kind of don't want to say anything. I mean, I have like, like I don't really have like a big project in mind. I just have, like, little bits, like, I don't know, I'd really like to have, like, maybe in one of the Codex Compliance, like, maybe a couple of voice cameos from, like, Black Library authors, or something like that. Or, you know, uh, combing Matt Mercer's hair. You seem well, to be hung up on that. <laughs> it's just something I've... Evil carousel I've... Matt Mercer will haunt you. <sighs> evil, evil carousel Matt Mercer... He he does haunt me. He does. He does haunt me. But yeah, like... So yeah, apart from, like, actually, actually like, thinking of, like, one big project I want to do, which I don't really want to talk about, because we might actually be able to do it. Uh, it. Yeah, it's just little bits like that where I'd, I'd like to do, like... Like, I'd like to collaborate with people or get senpais to notice me and just... Basically, I'm just a stupid little fan person. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I... Yeah... It would be nice because we have entered a somewhat surreal point at which there are some people who we have watched stuff of for like a long time and you go, we either have as many subs as them or we have more than them. And then It you would kind actually of... be totally like understandable if we did some kind of collaboration. Then you want to like reach out and go hi I love your stuff um, want to do something but you don't because you're super nervous and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly the only reason there's not more cameos in Codex Compliant is because I get super nervous about like even even talking to people like we're legit friends with. Yeah. To like ask them about. Like, or like people who own us as an entity. Yeah. It's like basically the <laughs> only We are also legitimate friends slash married to Basically, the only people I don't get get like really awkward about asking for like cameos from are, like people, me. are people that we know like in real life and have known for years. So like, I can ask you, Matt, for like a cameo. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, could you kill a Primark for us? <laughs> um, and that's fine. But like anyone else, like I suddenly get weirdly nervous about even people we're friendly with. It's bizarre. But yeah. Um, too many projects to count, basically, so on many. both both yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 agreed. Even though no one asked me. Um, next up, Geistertans. Hello! They really enjoyed that car going past really loudly. Oh, this is an oh, oddly I, specific email. Yeah, that's like, can you imagine? I kind of want to send an email like that. It's like, hello, I'm writing to inform you that I enjoy the ambulance that just passed your house. Can you imagine? I would shit. If some, if that happened, I would just fucking board up my windows. I'd fucking die. Okay, let's try again. Guys to Tans. So they really, really enjoyed the Snipe and Wib play video about the older, lesser known Star Wars games you did some while ago. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. while ago. Any chance you'll do a similar video or stream about the lesser-known Star Trek games? There, are... there, there is a list of games here. 
Oh. So, um, the problem with the Star Trek ones is that half of them are somewhat awkward PC games that wouldn't really lend themselves to the format or are very difficult to get running on a modern machine or they're super weird old shitty games that I don't understand or literally can't find. Um, like, I've been trying for a while to try and get the DS9 action game, Oof. but I can never find it, like, for a decent price. Yeah. I will say, I just want to get the bridge crew so I can make obscene hand gestures at my character. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, but I don't have anything that's capable of VR, so... The, yeah, the, the Star Trek games are weird. There's nowhere near as many as you think, and the ones that are left don't really work for a lot of the stuff that we would do. Well, They don't have, like, a million action games like Star Wars has. Well, there's that one... Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the module, but it's written by Gary Gygax, and you go to a castle <laughs> of a mad, like, wizard who just basically makes Star Trek and other movies, and he will just, like, go in, go through time and just abduct the cast and then make movies or, like, TV series with them, and the cast of Star Trek is in there. Yeah. So why don't we just play that? Like, it is a meat grinder campaign, but let's just play it anyway. Because playing an AD&D module might not be super <laughs> fitting for Snipe and Whip play. I failed to see the disconnect. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I, I have legitimately tried to, like, source the games together to do that very episode. And it's, so many of them are, are just, it, I couldn't get enough together that felt like they fit. Everything was either too long-winded, too complicated, or just didn't really fit at yeah. all. It, it's weird, yeah, Star, Star Trek is no, nowhere near as well-serviced as Star Wars is. Um, however, I have long, for a long time, wanted to do a review of Star Trek Armada. <laughs> cool and I kind of want to do a full Let's Play of Elite Force 2 one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day. One day. So, yeah. Sorry, but there will be more Star Trek one day. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, bit, a big maybe. A big maybe. Big question mark. Good. Okay, next up, Walker Rollins. This is a big question, so I'm going to say you've got to answer pretty quickly. Okay. Who is your favourite video game character? <laughs> that is an evil question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I've had the time since I read this email, which was totally more than five minutes before the podcast, to think about it, and I still can't think of an answer. But that's not the point. You two have to. You have to as well. <laughs> you can't get out of this. Is you're the question asker. I have long stated that when it comes to people saying, name your favourite thing, and it becomes, like, broad. It's like, what, in the last ten minutes? Yeah. What um, genre? I'm a, like, there's very. Like, do I, is this the, my favourite one that I want to do kissing with? Or my favourite one I want to do hugging with? Or my favourite one I want to do drinking or bumming with? <laughs> like, I, I, that's too non specific. Yeah, I'm like. Basically, when if you ask me what my favourite X is, if it's not. What's your, your favourite X? It's like, what's your favourite <laughs> video game? <laughs> <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me, you shit. You set me up for that. If it's. <laughs> that's the that's the comedy police. I'm too funny. If it's not your favorite video game, which is Final Fantasy VII, or it's not your favorite band, which is Streetlight Manifesto, I never fucking know when someone says, "What's your favorite?" <laughs> What's your favorite nipple? <laughs> Left or right? I'm indifferent to both of them. Really? Yeah. I think lefty's a bit more. 
a bit more perky. Well, that's a bit offensive to the other one, I feel. Well, no, like, 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 right. Are you talking about has... your own nipples? Because my favourite nipple isn't either of my nipples. That's true. It's so, one yeah. of Matt's nipples. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's left it's, or right there. It's Dicko's nipple. Dicko's right nipple. You can't see them from more than a few yards away. So. Yeah, to be fair, unless it's really cold, like, Dicko literally, he looks like. His nipples look like reddened goosebumps. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on to any other subject. I would say blushing goose flesh. Yeah. Don't don't use that. Can we? Can we? Yeah, we. Can we not? Um, I'm just going to uh, just say, okay. So if I had to like just right off the bat name a character that I am going to say is my favourite right now, Greg from Night in the Woods. That is entirely arbitrarily picked from a character I just quite liked recently. Again, is this one I want to do kissing with? Just pick a pick a character you quite like. I like so many characters. Okay. Can I pick two? Okay, you can pick two. Can I pick three? No. <laughs> can I pick five? You can pick two. Oh. Um, can I pick four? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put it another way. Look at the timeline of how long this recording session has been mm. going on for, and you can pick as many as your conscience will allow. <laughs> Do you really... You really want to play this game with me. You're the one editing it, so you're you're going to be hurting yourself. Yeah, but you know I don't care. And the viewers will, well, listeners, <laughs> will uh, will have to deal with it. Okay, so Solid Snake, Chris Redfield. Okay, that's and too much of a pause. Move on, Matt, next question, next question. Okay, next question, next question. Okay, cool. Um, Luke emailed in. He is the person who sent us the um, pineapple slot emperor picture on twitter yes that was amazing thank you so much yes, for thank that. you thank you yeah. very much. so perfect we, I, I, we do not deserve the payment for what they've gone through no <laughs> oh. they, they they recently discovered the channel and in little over a month have listened to all of the misanthropod oh, oh man. dang that's, that's really dedicated of you and also sorry <laughs> so, yeah i don't yeah the uh, the collective noun for misanthropod episodes is an apology of misanthropods. <laughs> I was going to say clusterfuck, is. but go off. <laughs> um, in completely unrelated news, they saw on the news recently about a crazed man running around the streets of Paris ranting about mayonnaise. So oh. they, they wondered if you had any more details on like the full story of what happened. <sighs> you know... I think I'm out of like you know, the court case is all wrapped up now, so I think I can. Fucking, oh god, draw them out, run! They're after you again. They know. They know that you left mayonnaise here. You did actually bring us mayonnaise. I actually accidentally bought more mayonnaise, forgetting that you left yours here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like. You can never have it too much. Okay, so. that's fair. That's fair. Where was I? Um. The thing is, like the uh, the court case is all finished up now. I think I can talk about it. Drama Matt, are you comfortable? Um, I mean, as comfortable as I can be, out of I mean, current reach of said mayonnaise. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like you know, I will say I'm very proud of you for um, not oh. producing as much as you could. And like, I think it, it's, it is a difficult thing to get over. And I think you're you're taking wonderful steps to you know better yourself. And stop literally throwing jars of mayonnaise at the elderly. So that's a definitely a positive thing, I'd okay. say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, so I actually heard about this from Warmaster Ruth 
because I, I haven't visited them in France. And considering they're probably coming home soon, I don't think I'll be able to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there was a wholesale on in Le Costco, which is the French version of Costco. They just put Le in front of it because it sounds more French, I think. Um, so Warmaster Ruth and, and Drummer Butt went out to, to, you know, to Le Costco to buy Le Mayonnaise, which is how you have to pronounce it in France because that's how you speak French. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, long story short, after a... Just a quick question. You're the only person here who hasn't been to France, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, I have been to France. I bought cigarettes there and the woman, I thought she was going to fucking kill me. Oh, you drove through it, didn't you, on the way yeah. somewhere else? Okay. Yeah, on the way to okay. Prague. So, yeah, my only experience is, is a uh, woman who was having a really bad day. <laughs> that's France. <laughs> hey, that's, that's fair. I was having a bad day, too. But, yeah. And so they, they get on their bicycles with their, um, their baskets and their baguettes in there. Yes, yes. Uh, because that's, it's illegal to travel in France any other way. It's actually quite strange. Not quite a widely known thing. So they get to Le Costco and they buy a pallet of mayonnaise. Now, poor War, War, War Master Ruth wasn't quite aware of Drama Matt's issue with mayonnaise after a bunch of screaming and uh, that's just standard screaming and like him, he he broke into like like the back, climbed into a sack of flour. He ate half of it. I don't know how he managed that without a drink. So Ruth was wandering around, wondering where he'd gone. And of course he gets wheeled out and put on the shelves and there's this drummer Matt's butt sticking out. <laughs> and because, you know, like, let's be honest, drummer Matt's butt is so famous. It's well known. So people stop and they start asking it for autographs. They shove pens in and just start moving yeah. <laughs> the paper. Like, take the pen he gives back. them a wink. <laughs> he gives them a wink. There's, there's people having photographs with his butthole. Drummer Matt's just like, he's like, he does this thing that he calls neo-hibernation. Now, I'm not quite... I think he just added the word neo to it because he thought it sounded new age and cool, which basically means... I just means... have a question about yes. the continuity of these events. Yes, yes, yes. So when they went in to get a, a like pallet of mayonnaise, yeah. was this... So he, he broke in before? No, 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 no. He I... broke into the back while they were browsing. For the main, oh, for the okay, okay. Sorry, I got I got confused by the continuity. Of these no, it's events. okay, it's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of events to go yeah. over, so I can get a little bit turned around. Thank you, thank you for correcting me. But yeah, no, and you know, so so Ruth occasionally like she eventually happened upon him, and she's used to like when he exposes his booty hole to the fresh air in public. Yeah, he's used to like she's she's used to seeing a lot of people stop and gasp and get photos and get autographs and stuff. And yeah, this whole neo hibernation thing. I don't know where he got it from, but. It basically means that he shuts his eyes and just goes, I am asleep. And then just deliberately, like, he's not asleep. He just <laughs> says that he is for, like, anything from, like, one minute to, like, ten. And then when he wakes up, he, he opens his eyes and then just goes, I have opened my eyes and therefore am simulating, like, mental alertness. And I don't know why he has to be so weird and formal about it, but that's just yeah. something he does. So, you know, he he crawls out of the flower and he's 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 a bit full. And you know what you know what he's like when he's he's got a f tummy full of flour. Yeah. Yeah. Um like so so Ruth's like, okay, Still we the scars. Yeah. So Ruth's like, Thank you everybody, we need to go now. So he, he basically he shoves his butthole full of flour as well. Mm. Just, you know, to you know, that's he calls it powdering his nose, 
which I don't <laughs> think he understands why. I actually think he understands better than we do, and we just shouldn't ask any further questions. Yeah, that's fair. So you know, he pulls up. He pulls up his uh, his uh, his short shorts because he won't leave the house in short shorts. Not on on mayonnaise purchase day. That's short shorts day. That's short shorts day. Everyone knows that. Um, so they find the pallet of mayonnaise, and you know, like. Ruth, bless her, being blissfully unaware and just thought that they needed a paddle of mayonnaise. You know, she, she loads up the, the, the trolley and they, they go buy it. They purchase without incident. They come out. Drummer Matt is like, don't worry, darling, I'll take everything. So he, he carries everything. He does shove a few in his short shorts. But they have I like that. He the, the thing is about his short shorts is that they are swim short shorts. So they do have the mesh in there. So he just ah. shoves a bunch of like mayonnaise jars in the mesh. And he like... Like he's like, let's go this way home today. And Ruth's like, you know, it's a nice day. Let's let's go out. You know, maybe there's like a, there's an ice cream van that usually parks up there. You know, and so we can get some ice cream and have a long walk back. Not realizing that it was at the top of the hill. So they get to the top of the hill, and while Ruth is buying ice cream for them, Drama Matt is very quietly unscrewing all of the mayonnaise and pouring it down the hill. And, like, I don't know how quickly he managed to do that. I don't know how he managed to be basically the sonic of opening mayonnaise. Gotta go fast. <laughs> he had to go fast. And he literally, he stands at the top of the hill. There's been quite, quite you know, there's quite a few people about because it's, you know, middle of, middle of, it's like a bank holiday, I think. Mm. Or what, what France has bank holidays. He pulls his trousers down and bends over so everyone can see his butthole, making a crowd gather. Yeah. Deliberately. He then stops, stands up and screams, I have done the biggest come," And just <laughs> sh- just leaps down this big fucking hill that is just slathered by mayonnaise. Screaming, I am the master of my own penis-based destiny. I am which, the master of my own cum. Yes, which, and obviously Ruth hears this and goes, no, no. And turns around and, yeah, and the police get involved as well because that's like public indecency because he's just shouting yeah. come which is that's like everything else is legal in france but you just can't say the word come yeah because it's very rude so yeah uh that's that's basically what you heard uh everything's cleared up now uh the, the every any other details you need are in the police report so. yeah yeah which are freely available on the uh, french website for the police but yeah hope you're proud of yourself drummer matt and how did you avoid getting road rash <laughs> very good and detailed question <laughs> <laughs> thank you but yeah that's that <clears throat> I don't get bored of remembering these <laughs> nice nice so proud of himself <laughs> the baguette ne- thing is totally actually true <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed anywhere without a baguette on your person <laughs> To be fair, the, like how delicious those baguettes would be. I honestly, if I could get anywhere without with, with having a baguette on my person, I probably would. <laughs> so tasty. Okay, moving yeah. on. Very last but, question. Oh, good because um, yeah, as long. soon as we're, as soon as we're done with the podcast, we need to get out and vote, and then be disappointed by the British electorate. So yeah, yeah. So very last question. Um, they, they, Joe has also been binge listening to the podcast. Oh, so, oh hello. so more apologies. And they were rather shocked to hear that the Kaifus Kane novels weren't on your list of forty k literature suggestions. Because I've not read them. That's yeah, why. We so they, 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 they are suggesting that you read them. Yes, I. They, they are on my list of of reading suggestions because they have they have been recommended to me, and I've just not got around to it. 
Um, okay. Good. Largely because um, when we had the PO box last year, uh, we got sent an absolute buttload like of books, books, and I've barely been able to touch uh, to get through them, and that did not include that. So I've got far too much to read. Oh God! <laughs> but thank you. But thank you. Okay. Yeah, they I've were saying. Yeah, they, they, it doesn't go too much into the into law, big law, important bits, but it gets mm. the flavour of the setting just right and has a good dose of black humour. So. Cool. Cool. Okay, there we go. They weren't on the list because you haven't read them yet. But yeah, there we go. Okay. So that's the end of the podcast. However, from here on out, we are going to be talking very, very heavy endgame spoilers. So if you're not interested, we're not going to be doing anything else apart from talking about endgame and heavy spoilers about it from here so on bugger, out. Bugger off if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so <laughs> if you don't want spoilers, heck off. We're going to do big spoils. Basically, there is going to be a jingle in a moment. After you've heard the jingle, if you hear something that is a spoiler and you don't want to hear it, it's on you. Yeah, okay. Here's the jingle, the spoiler jingle. Do, 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 Black Widow dies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, I'm going to put that after, like, quite a bit after the jingle. Because that, if that was the jingle, I think we we would legitimately be war criminals. Yeah. I was so tempted to make a jingle that was a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. It's, it's the obvious joke. So, Endgame. That was, that was a movie that happened, wasn't it? Avengers yeah. Endgame. Woo. What's your overall thoughts before we get into any nitty gritty? I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It yeah. was... Yeah. I thought Likewise. it was very well done. I have various... Yeah, bits of it were great. A couple of bits of it were a little bit iffy. But yeah, before we criticise too much or get lost in the weeds, I think, yeah, it was good and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah overall I found it quite an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I thought it was quite an emotional experience, but yeah, I really oh yeah, did totally, like it. Totally. I did like it a lot. I would say, because um, I was talking about this the other day, like, I, I think it's it, it's compared to the first Infinity War, um, I say it's, it's weird because well, Endgame is Infinity War yeah, too. I, because be I always honest. think so. Originally, they were announced as Infinity War Part yeah. One and Two. So in my head, I always think of them as that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but compared to Infinity War, I do feel that it's it's a movie I'm probably less likely to watch over and over again. Yeah. Because I could see myself watching Infinity War oh, like multiple times and still enjoying it. Whereas it's wouldn't that I wouldn't enjoy it, but this one is probably one I would watch less. It's slightly less popcorny, I suppose. It's it's quite okay. it's quite a heavy movie. Um, it's got it doesn't really meander, so like you've got to be paying attention quite a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, there's stuff that's well, there's like five different plot threads going yeah, off at any yeah. given time, <laughs> which I think it juggled them very well. Mm. I think the like it felt it was good writing. It's like, especially considering that they're dealing with fucking superheroes, so there's always a bit of a weird kind of thing. There. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. some disconnect from reality. Yeah, drama Matt, what about you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I really liked when they got into the, when they had all these different things going on at once, and it was got it all into basically a bunch of heists, like time heists. That the were time happening. heists, Time yeah. heists. Time heists were great. They were I, good. And then yeah. you go back and you see the footage from like the first Avengers film, and they tied it all up. Like and linked everything really nicely. I thought mm-hmm. like they could have been such a clusterfuck. It was really weird seeing how bad Thor's wig was back then. <laughs> <laughs> also, I gotta I gotta get this out of the way early. It fucking annoyed me so much that they kept like they kept basically body shaming. Oh Thor. yeah, no, that was that was probably one of my biggest criticisms. Like it yeah, was quite same. entertaining the first time, and I would have been fine with the, with it as a joke if it was just 
a joke and then they move on from it. Yeah. But the fact that they kept pointing at it out and the camera kept panning to it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is just mean now. Like, that's just not cool. Yeah, and it's like, look, just because someone has a big belly doesn't mean that they're not still really fucking strong. I did like, at the end, like, you know, he is just as powerful and just as cool despite being you know, not in the same physical condition. Yeah. So I, at the end, they did say that, look, you don't, it, this doesn't matter as much and you can still be great with, like this. They sort of redeemed themselves a bit. Yeah. But I did think it was a little bit too it mean. Was, it felt very mean-spirited, especially yeah. because, yeah. like, after all the shit Thor had been through, it was kind of like, ha-ha, he's depressed. Yeah, and I was exactly. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, you know, the thing where he they go to uh, Asgard and he like basically has a panic attack like people were laughing and i'm like i literally had a had a panic attack this morning because i didn't want to come out because i was so scared of leaving the house thanks pricks mm. you know i got kind of like yeah. quite personally yeah, yeah, no. upset by it because it's like yeah that that's not funny would, yeah that was was would have been my i think biggest criticism of the whole yeah. film to be honest yeah. the, the way they dealt with Definitely. that because it could it could have been they could have done it fun like funnily and if they just didn't make such a big deal about it and kept hammering down on it yeah i mean Pun like, not intended with the hammer yeah yeah but i mean like that's like less than one percent but of, yeah like, that doesn't, i'm not saying it's a bad film because of that no no. i'm no. just saying you know it's not perfect and not yeah, much I'm not, I'm not saying either i just say but, like i'm just saying that it's like it's like you could have made fun of the fact that he was living like a slob you know like like not that he had a big prosthetic belly and was miserable. Hmm. Like, well, he was drunk all the time. Even then, it's like even that's then, that's a bit of a that's a tricky yeah. one. But the thing is, yeah. there there is a way to kind of joke about it, and you, they didn't need to resort to the most basic fucking lowest common denominator of ha ha. Remember when Thor was like was had to wake up every two like had to basically eat a full meal every two hours to maintain his his physique now he has a belly ha ha mm. it's just it felt fucking lazy to me mm. but yeah again that's just that's my biggest problem with like my least favorite part of it but again it was a small part of the mm. movie and it was that's just my criticism the one upside is that the two characters from um thor ragnarok are living with yes. him now Yes. They're playing fucking Fortnite. <laughs> he's back, he's being a dick on the internet. You're always being a dick. Oh, no. <laughs> just like He's making an eleven year old Fortnite I just... player cry. <laughs> I just I, I love the idea of having these like galaxy level threat kind of ca- like these characters that have dealt with these these like galactic threats. Um just having to deal with pricks on the internet. The pricks on <laughs> Xbox Live. And that's just <laughs> that's just fantastic. I will say, cause my, my sort of like big thought is that so um, Disney are evil. They're, they're horrible. They're a big evil conglomerate. Big evil like conglomerate company, yeah. company that is going to eat everything um, in media until everything you with don't have will a choice. be modified, and, and it's you know, even like personal relationships will be bought by Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's bad. However, if we have to live in this corporate dystopia. It's the fact that things like this can exist is at least a nice upside because that's the thing. It, I find it fascinating. Like even if even if I didn't like the Marvel movies, and like whilst they're not all fantastic, no. I, I've I've yet to see one that hasn't been entertaining. That's that's the thing. It's like even if not all of them are fantastic, they're at least kind of enjoyable. Mm. But to be able to get something because you you sit there and you go like eleven years of movies have gone into making this and like. I legitimately cannot think of anything like this. Going to see the two Infinity War and Endgame, 
does feel like something that is unique in terms of like big budget movies because i i kind of don't think we're going to see anything to this scale again possibly for god knows how long because there's never really been anything like this because the closest things you can compare is something like, like say the the, uh, the universal monsters monsters yeah universal monsters but even then there's n- not as many movies it's, i mean like i say i'm likening it yeah no 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 that, that, that's it's... that's the point i'm trying to make is that things have existed that are similar to that. universal mm. monsters is a good example of uh, godzilla mm-hmm. uh the bond movies to yeah. an extent but like the thing is like there was never an end game uh, with like any of those movies. So yeah, it, like it, mm. it does feel like it's basically just been. There's never been anything with this harder continuity that's been this yeah. It's, and it's like it's like it's it's really interesting to think that there will have been people who go see this at ten years old and they come out like an adult. Well, I've seen reviewers like I, I've I've watched like, people talking about it who've t- who've said about oh I when I first saw Iron Man one. Because no one watched the, first, the the very first movie, which was Hulk. No one watched that. Nah. <laughs> um, it's on Netflix. I've been meaning to give it a yeah, look. Um, I've, I've seen the Eric Banner one that's really bad, but I've never oh, seen the Edward awful. Norton one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like people saying, oh yeah, I remember watching Iron Man when I was a kid, like as a teenager. And they're like, you know, they're like 26 now. And I'm like, shit. Because like to me, of course, it ha- uh, the Marvel movies started coming out in my early 20s. So yeah. like, I wasn't a kid then. Like I, I was an adult. So like... The Marvel movies all have happened in my adulthood, so it sort of feels like all yeah. contained. But like well, for some a lot people, of people, it's going to be that's that's basically kind of like you know how a lot of people grew up with Harry Potter, yeah, like that yeah. kind of thing. Or like the movies we grew up with as a kid that we have like fondness for Die Hard, uh, Terminator. <laughs> I'm thinking about more the ones that were big when we were kids that like oh. you know. You, you Jumanji's and um, I, th- I, I, I know, I know. It doesn't matter whether you like them individually, but oh, just wow. movies okay. that were big when <laughs> we were kids, so they have some kind of cultural impact to us, or at least an emotional impact or to that person. Yeah, for an, uh, well, yeah. I, that is kind of an interesting thing of like, like without getting too philosophical and armchairy about it, like the whole kind of I wonder, like I feel that the Avengers as a series of movies has probably impacted a lot of young people yeah. very positively and that makes me super fucking happy. And I mean mm. it's like you know to me I mean aside from you know um getting heavy spoilers now uh, the death of Tony Stark is was to me I mean I I straight up that that was what I having seen enough movies yeah. and just I like when we walked out of um, Infinity War I, that was what I said. I yeah. said the you next said, movie yeah, is he's going to fucking die. Like he's going to die using using the Infinity Gauntlet. So I guess I was technically wrong because it's not the Infinity Gauntlet. But um, t- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, he's going to do that because the whole arc of Tony Stark has been his redemption. Yeah, is, is him going yeah. from person who was part of the problem and an arrogant piece of shit to still being an arrogant piece of shit, but becoming a true hero. Because mm. he's been a hero for a long time, but to really, truly be a selfless hero has been something that he has done, had to come to terms with, and is fully growing into. And especially because they give him something to lose that is beyond, that is beyond just beyond Pepper, because that's really the only thing in his life. Those have been the only two things he's had to mm. lose, and so to give him something grander than that, of giving him a child, and to where fair, he's broken was... away from that life. Yeah, um, that it made it made his sacrifice mean even more than it would have done. But it was also the logical conclusion, as was Cap passing on the shield. Honestly, yeah. like the moment, yeah. like 
I was like Cap going, oh, I'll go back and do this. I, I immediately knew where it was <laughs> oh, going. Oh, yeah, we knew and where that was going. That's not me going, I'm so smart. It's just, no, I knew it was going because that, I, my brain immediately went, what would be the most satisfying fucking thing? And it was that. And just like seeing fucking him like sitting there in like old man makeup being like, oh, yeah. Well, old man CGI. Old more. man CGI. <laughs> I was just like, honestly, that was such a heartwarming, like, fucking thing. Like, I was honestly. I had to fight tears so many points in this fucking movie. <laughs> the fucking opening scene with Clint's family. I was fucking dying. That I, was brutal. I also fucking love, like, I, I love that they didn't just undo everything. Even though, I mean, obviously, like, some characters remain dead. And so get to, so the one, the one death I thought would stick from Infinity War was Loki. That was the one I was sure of because it wasn't given any ceremony. And when Loki's death is given ceremony, that means he's coming back. Um, <laughs> and because yeah. it was given basically no ceremony, I thought he was actually legit dead. Whereas now you go, like, think about it in terms of timeline. So they lost, they lost the Tesseract and Loki got it and escaped. So he's not there for the events of Thor 2. Mm-hmm. Or possibly Thor Ragnarok. The, the entire timeline has changed because of Loki escaping. Yeah. But also they state that everything is... That you can't change the past. It was all predestined to happen. So what the fuck has happened? Okay, so like... <laughs> if we're going into like Earth 616 and shit like this... Like, is, then like... <sighs> is Loki alive or not? I don't... Because when they, so they... Yeah, they, they don't manage to do the initial time heist. So they don't get the Tesseract and then Loki gets it. Yeah. When do they, they next go and get it? They go back to, like, like, to the 70s because that's when Stark meets his dad. Yeah. And he takes it out of the briefcase there. So they state that they can't change the past. They can't. You can't actually change the past. It was all predestined, so that's why, like, you have to return the things and make sure yeah. everything like ties up. So, does... yeah, but they also talk about converging timelines. So yeah. that just means that the Loki Loki getting that would have like it was predestined to yeah. make a convergence in the timeline. So because, whatever. Because the events of the other movies where he's around and dies still happened because the way they were the way they describe time travel but the, what happened then after he got ah, who knows I just misre- do, I might just missing am I misremembering something maybe they that's in Thor the Dark World because, yeah, I, I hadn't yeah I, I hadn't because yeah I mean maybe maybe it's something that they actually already tied up in Dark World and that means that Thor Dark World has a reason to exist um, yeah. ooh that'd be good <laughs> The worst part of Thor Ragnarok is the bit where they reenact parts of the Dark World because you have to remember Thor Dark World. Yeah, but the thing is they tell you um, everything that you need to know. Yeah, so, so you don't have to watch it, which is fine because <laughs> a lot of people didn't. Um, Piss off, ghost. But um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of interesting. Like, time, but what I, I do kind of love how they didn't just undo everything. There has been five years past and you get little glimpses of it, of like how it, it kind of insinuates that Population centers, lots of people have come into them. So you see, like, um, you see, like, a lot of abandoned places, abandoned houses. Because you think about it, like, if half the people disappear, then the structures that we would have to actually maintain stuff do not, would not function because well, we need the people. would fucking collapse. Everything would collapse and, like, people would probably congregate around the big cities and lots of little towns would just be abandoned. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, there's, like, little bits of, kind of, environmental storytelling that I really enjoy. Mm. Like, like uh, you see New York where Cap's basically at his, like, support group mm. for people after, the, uh, after, after Thanos. You know, where we get the amazing LGBT representation. 
That was just yeah, this, yeah, like not as big a moment as you think. Guys. Yeah, I'm just kind of like eh, I roll whatever. But like you see, maybe, all the boats... maybe make a character actually like gay or something, yeah. and then then that would be representation. You're not quite managing it there, lads. <laughs> but seeing all the boats in the harbor just basically being abandoned is cool. Like and like, there's a little bit where you know it cuts to Tony's little cabin with with Pepper and the little 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 baby. I forget like, the name. Morgan. Morgan. Man. Morgan. And there's just like there's a bunch of like they're growing their own food. They're like growing a bunch. There's like a like a bunch of like vines and stuff like mm. a row of crops. It's like a small little vegetable patch. Mm. Which I'm like, that's yeah, you'd fucking have yeah. to, wouldn't you? I saw a really good point. I think it was um, uh, Quinton Reviews, which is a YouTube channel, uh, brought up. Which is because of the events of this, and because people have been brought back, and five years have passed. The method of doing ID checks to check people's ages is fucked. Yep. Because there is a fifty percent <laughs> failure rate on anyone's ID now. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, Peter Parker's like probably legally allowed to drink. Yeah, he could legally drink now he according to his ID. Because like... you can't just go from what year they were born anymore. Because some people are five years younger than that. Half the people half the on the population planet are five years younger, five than, years the younger than that. Yeah. Like that's that's like something that basically all systems that involve your age are fucked now. That's true, yeah, because it cuts back when it where like he goes back to school at the end and, what's and his, he's, what's he his meets up called? with his mate. Half, half of his um, classmates are in college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, you could sit there and go, "Well, they probably wouldn't be going to college, or they'd just be like one college professor teaching like twenty people." Oh yeah, that's that's the other thing, like. The, the, and like, if you want to get really into it, the entire structures of so many institutions yeah. would just have fallen apart I because mean, if half the people disappearing, they would either not like they'd have to go. Okay, like like say food production. So food production is so. Would that mean away. half of the animals would disappear as well? Is it sentient beings specifically? I think or is it, it might just be. Life? I think it. I, it I, must I, be because if it's half creatures, you end up getting like does half of like you know um, bacteria die and then. Everything falls apart because there's not enough things to hold everything together. Yeah, yeah that's why so I'm incredibly glad that this things, is a movie. Right? It must be sentient beings. So we have let's like go, an overpopulation of cows. Cows <laughs> no, are the, the new ruling species. No, it's like a that's legit what thing. They don't want you to know. It's a legit thing because like we currently overproduce food anyway. Uh, yeah. We produce food for about ten billion people. Um, like We've only got like I think it's seven, seven and a half, seven point nine. Um, so yeah, we could totally feed everyone. But that's another point entirely. Um, so we've overproduced food as it is, but then you remove half the people that produce that and remove half the people to feed. So basically you've got a really fucked system there where you have all of the infrastructure to produce so much more food, well, it's like- but you don't, but there's no need to. You have half the people you need to actually run that. And so much of it would just fall apart because, you know, what's, like, there's no one there to maintain it. And you don't need to, to either. There's like going to be a bunch of like, you know, like it's it's basically semi-apocalyptic where people are like, well, I guess I'll just go and take anything I want from this supermarket because. Hey, turns out, it turns out, look at the draw. It. Uh, it just turns out because if half people are disappearing, there's going to be some places like say some shops and things where every person that runs it and is hired by it it's just happened to be in the half. Yeah, and so yeah, it just. Like it, like the level of of how much the infrastructure of the planet gets so screwed up. Yeah, you could you could sit there for hours thinking about because everything's like a balance for how many people you have to serve, and so when that disappears, like it just becomes so See, messed the up. The worst part about it is the pets, because oh, pets that will be left mm. without owners. Yeah. yeah, so it's like what I would do if I was like the half that lived. I'd basically go by, door by door knocking, 
and basically just taking people's animals. That... You basically got the guy that's um, around Fukushima who's been looking after all the animals. Yeah, I'd do them. that. I'd, do, I'd be like, okay, this is this basketball court. I'm just going to build a bunch of dog houses and like stuff, and I'm just going to wander around because like. Yeah, like, I get other people to help me because, like, half the fucking jobs that would be required, just, there's literally fucking no need. So I'd be like, hey, you want to help me with basically my, like, me taking care of these animals? You know, I'm I'd a- just basically make my own pet shelter and just hang out with dogs and turtles and stuff all day. You know, when you actually think of the logistical consequences, I'm starting to think that Thanos' plan wasn't actually very good. <laughs> Almost as if, you know, incredibly narcissistic fucking warlords who are basically psychopaths, don't actually know what's best for the good of everyone. I'm starting to think you might be right. Mm. <laughs> might there be some social commentary in this piece of media? <laughs> I don't get, get politics out of my sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I think that's the thing Like with movies like this, because they've because it, it, so much has come towards this point, it just becomes really interesting to talk about. Mm. Mm. But also, you're not supposed to talk about it because... Also, it's such a big thing that people are so sensitive about spoilers about it. It's a cultural fucking thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, there is some there is some very cynical stuff that's done on behalf of Marvel and Disney to, like, commodify the lack of, like, oh, you can't spoil it to make it into a bigger deal than yeah, it actually no, is. Yeah, no, there is, yeah. but at the same time, like, I don't want to talk about the big evil corporations. <laughs> yeah. Because occasionally they do allow certain good things oh, yeah, to put yeah. out. So. Well, that's what I was saying earlier, you know. It's, yeah, it's... But yeah, no, I love Captain mm. Marvel in this. I fucking love Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, fucking she's great. I need to see Captain Marvel. There's so many of the Marvel movies I need to. I just haven't seen that aren't like the mainline Avengers ones. <laughs> but yeah, thought she was really cool. Um, I... I liked the fact that some characters stay dead and I liked the fact that there were still consequences felt by everyone. Mm. And... Yeah, they managed to make it seem legit because, like, they managed to explain away or at least it didn't feel too weird that, you know, they f- did this magic click and it fixed everything apart from these other few specific things. And I could... Because, I, like, going into it, like, as big as the, you know, don't spoil the end game was a big thing. Like, at the end of the day, they kind of fixed most of the problem, but a couple of key people died. That's what everyone expected. Yeah. yeah exactly. Realistically, they didn't go away at all from what people expected to happen. Yeah, but there's, I guess there's one thing knowing, like, that that's going to happen without yeah, yeah, confirmation. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was really happy to see uh, Spider-Man back, because that yeah. broke my fucking heart. He's oh, good. My, my, my sweet boy... Tom Holland is a good Spider-Man. He's such a good, good boy. I, I, it makes me genuinely kind of happy that we we live in a world where we have two different movie adaptations of Spider-Man that are both very different takes and both are fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good. Um. So yeah. But yeah, also like the big fight at the end was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Some that. of the visuals from that. I mean, you know. It's a big CGI fight, but it did enough stuff to like make it seem like still interesting. Yeah. So it's very easy to get turned off in these big CGI fights when you're oh, like, okay, yeah. it's whatever. But yeah, it did enough to keep it like, oh, this is cool still. That's because it's like everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you had the whole, uh, you know, the rather cool thing like leading up to that with, um, you know, Captain America being able to wheel me on there, which is like, oh, yeah. But they have been hinting at that. Did they hint at that? Yeah, they hinted that back at the was it the first Avengers? Mm-hmm. 
I think. Oh no, I think wasn't it, it like wasn't right, it like a, a fucking Agents of Shield or something like some promotional remember. thing or something weird like that where they're all joking around? So I don't think that's in the Avengers. No, it was in one of the one of the one of the Avengers. They're just hanging. Yeah. They're just hanging out for a bit. Also, I will say, yeah, like Thor's design in this is so fucking badass. Like he's got the beard plaits. Oh, yes, and it's just like. Oh, who let that man? Well, they're very inconsistent beard length in various yeah. different scenes. Yeah. It, like at some point, it's quite long. With the next scene, it's, it's not. It's like not at all plat. It's still big and bushy, mm-hmm. but it's not at all long enough to plat. Yeah. And then it goes to another scene where it's like definitely long enough. And then there's the plats that are as long as the beard was at its longest. Like I like the beard, but you're not very good at keeping consistent here. You see, Asgardian <laughs> beards don't work the same. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, I should have thought that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Matt, get good, you fake fan. Ugh. But um, I also liked like people who had direct links to Infinity Stones didn't come back. Like Vision didn't come back because his basically his life was centered around an Infinity mm-hmm. Stone. Yeah. So there's yeah. no. I mean, way. no one mentioned it or cared. But I mean, no, which was a bit like. Aw. <laughs> well, to to quote uh, Pro Jared, ain't nobody give a shit about Vision. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> He's, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Scarlet Witch did, but she'll forget about him as quick as she forgot about her accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, and also Gamora and uh, Black Widow staying dead. Yeah, it was it was basically anyone that died due to magic. Yeah, really. And Vision was alive due to magic. So yeah, you know. so it was just like, oof, okay, yeah. I I would have liked a bit more Okoye, but she did yeah. really fucking well in the end. Uh, mm. The end fight yeah. did like that. That's that's the thing. I think when you're t- dealing with like some of the huge cast. some of the minor characters, like yeah. I mean, hell, the, the person I am most m- most proud of is uh, Samuel L. Jackson because I want to know how much he got paid to walk onto a fucking awning and just look <laughs> yeah. pensive and just look pensive <laughs> yeah. and that's his entire like role in that movie mm-hmm. he does that yeah also like yeah there's no end credit thing which I was I think about was to say that I think idea. one of one of my favourite things about it was that there's no end credit setting up the next thing or anything it's yeah. like yeah this is which, where you can draw a line under it it's done it's fine which especially after like Cat being old and like Stark's funeral and you know like them going oh yeah I guess like Romanoff died oh we're sad about it but you know Tony Stark's more important because he's the more expensive name yeah, uh, and male and mm. uh, yeah I was not gonna say it but yeah go ahead. <laughs> see if a guy says it then less people will get mad at you I mean um, they'll, still, they'll still be mad but yeah but they yeah, won't less. be as mad as yeah, if no, like, no, no, I no, say it <laughs> but yeah oh yeah and yeah like, you don't say anything about that oh god no <laughs> oh god no I get I, I've honestly had well, you, you just don't know you just don't understand anyway so I mean no, no, like, uh, d- don't ask me. I'm just a girl. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> like, I really did like the fact that they didn't have a uh, stinger at the end of the credits because not only does it cheapen everything by going, hey guys, we've made another sequel because money or fucking whatever, but it allowed everything that had happened, like Stark's death and all that, to hang in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't just end on a joke. Or it anything. didn't end on a joke or anything. Like you know, it was just that. They had it. they had like a mid credits little thing, but I can't. What I can't remember off the top of my head what that was. It's been a while since I watched it now. Don't think they did. They did. They did have some very quick mid credits type thing. What's I that? honestly can't. Yeah, there was something, and I, I can't remember. I don't remember that, that at all. That was definitely something. Because, like, literally, like, when the credits rolled, nothing else happened. It was just, oh, yeah, like, like Tony Stark, Robert Downey, and then there was, like, the signatures, which I thought was a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. And then after that, there was nothing at all. 
Yeah, no. Hmm. It, okay, maybe I'm misremembering, which isn't yeah. entirely unlikely. It, it was kind of funny, though, because, like, after the end, like, I literally stood up and turned around and, like, I just saw a sea of faces kind of going, ah, you got to stay till the end. Like, <laughs> oh, that was the, the best thing. Okay, so um, there is that, there is this thing in, I, I'm aware it happens in America a lot, when people watch movies and <laughs> they, they're really into them and they'll, they'll give a round of applause at the end. Now, that doesn't happen in Britain. That just doesn't happen. No. You don't have that. Yeah. But some people really tried to get there one going. There three at the... people who tried to start a clap going <laughs> so and we... nobody fucking put so, up with it. So at the end, like everyone's sitting there, they've enjoyed it. And you just hear like, yeah, like three people a... scattered around. And then everyone's, you feel this palpable kind of mood of no. We're not doing that. <laughs> But the thing is, like, I understand the kind of concept because, you know, you get super excited and there's this oh, big, yeah. big emotional journey and, you know, you're kind of like in the lull after the big, big movie climax and you kind of have all these emotions that you want to express. So I get wanting to clap, but I'm half British. So Culturally, like, it's not something that It's not we something have. that that is done so it was just like, you really... want what you want to do is you want to pretend you're not crying in the cinema that's the extent <laughs> that the british yeah. public will go but it to. was it was just really funny to see it like it try like and start like... and it was just so awkward it was it was that beautiful level mm. of awkward i will <laughs> say there was one moment that was just like i i was very aware of the silence so like when Tony dies and he's sat there and he's obviously fucking barely clinging to life, I, li- I literally kind of stopped for a moment and just paid attention to the audience in the cinema because it was packed when we, we when we mm. saw it. Fucking deathly quiet. Like no, like there was literally like this fucking prick behind me to the left who was literally just eating crisps the entire movie. <laughs> Even they stopped. During that scene, they ran out of crisps. That's they ran out of crisps. <laughs> no, they did start up afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, and I was just like, I was just quite taken aback. Like, wow, this is we're on the same page. I mean, I'm not. I'm literally, t- I've taken myself out of the immersion to look at everyone I'm watching this with <laughs> and go, wow, look how quiet it is. Everyone's yeah. really emotionally involved. I just thought that was really cool. And there, there's one one final thing I want to kind of say about it, which is. This has been a really fun, like roller coaster, uh, like of, of movies. Some, some good, some not as good. But you know, um, it's led us to this point. But I just want people to be aware: this is a really good endpoint if you want to escape and <laughs> not have to watch every <laughs> yeah. Marvel property, every series. Yeah, because this has been a them. corporation's fucking wet dream. Yeah, you could like this is where you can escape. This is a really good point to jump off. And, and go, enjoy what you've had. Enjoy what you've had because this ain't this train is not stopping. No, and... no, it's making them money. Why would they? I mean, I mean, we know there's going to be some. Oh, there's going to be. There's going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy. They... We know there's going to be another Spider Man. Yeah, they're going to um... run this into the ground because we are nothing more than like commodities to milk for cash. Well, yeah. which is really annoying. And like, it's cool occasionally when a corporation puts out something that is thoroughly enjoyable, like like the Avengers movies. But at the same time be cynically aware <laughs> wouldn't as it be amazing if they released like the next obviously trying to just carry on this and just no one went to see it that would be so funny <laughs> it'd be so satisfying because then we wouldn't have like thor and the amazing shrinking goblin man where he literally just keeps drinking pepsi and goes, oh that. yes as guardians we love pepsi everything you're saying sounds great 
Yeah, but it'd be like Disney doing it just for money. And there'd be no. a talking dog. And it'd be like, hey, Thor, it's me, the talking dog. Okay, no, I want that. This is if the Avengers were made in the 90s. <laughs> but no, like, seriously, all, all kind of cynicism aside, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I don't think they're going to have the momentum to be able to do another Infinity War. No, but I think I mean, people they'll try are, and do something like it, but they, yeah. they probably won't I do think it. I think they're self-aware enough to do it, to not go as big as yeah. this again. Um, so I think this this would be a really good time to jump ship if you are getting fatigued with the amount of movies and TV series you feel like you have to keep up with. Yeah. Um, which you, you don't. shouldn't have to do homework to consume media. Yeah, I mean you don't because I I basically have seen the Avengers movies missing half the previous movies into them. Yes, yeah, um, and have never felt lost. Mm. Um, and indeed, um, oftentimes I've watched them and then gone back and watched the movies afterwards because they've made me realise that movies I've been avoiding I probably should catch up on. Like this movie made me realise that I actually don't find Paul Rudd annoying as Ant Man, which is shocking because I find Paul Rudd annoying in everything else he's done. <laughs> so. Um, that's that's fun. That's a new a new thing I found out about myself. Uh huh. Yeah. Self discovery. Very good. <laughs> but yeah, no. Overall, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. I've enjoyed yeah. the whole eleven year span. Oh, yeah. And I'm honestly <laughs> looking forward to not having to do that because it's kind of exhausting. Of just again homework for movies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is a bit daunting. So it's it was a fun experience, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think it ended in a very satisfying and very good manner. I, I think I'm very happy with where it ended. I think what I'm I'm really in, uh, I'm really interested to see how it just goes from here on because I could be wrong and maybe it just goes from strength to strength and it manages to break things and do even better. But it feels like this is the very definite end of this era of it, and what comes next sort of feels like by necessity will have to be smaller. Yeah, hmm. because you can't. You can't go big and then just keep getting bigger. At some point, you have to work it down. Iron Man 3 is a good example of that, actually. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was all the better for it. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see if we do get, like... It, are we going to then have the dark ages of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or is it Or is it going to be good but not the same? Or is it? Is it going to be better, like, because it's not... Because not everything is lashed to being part of this one greater story that might actually make them stronger of them being in of being able to be individual stories disconnected more now who knows it's, it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. i'm excited yeah. to see what happens next well i'm not i'm just interested but you yeah. know excited sounds more hopeful yeah <laughs> but i'm old and cynical and yeah no i did enjoy this movie yeah it was fun yeah it was fun emotionally taxing but fun yeah what uh do you have any final thoughts there, Matt? Um, I have one. We've been recording for more than three hours and we should yep. probably stop. <laughs> That's why we were wrapping it up by asking your your final thoughts on yeah, it. No, dweeb. I enjoyed it. And I'm 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 glad it's over. But also <laughs> I'll probably watch the new Spider Man film whenever that comes out because oh, it's yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. So, if the Marvel Cinematic Universe just wants to become Spider Man movies after this, if it's is like Tom <laughs> yeah. if it's just Tom Holland like doing shopping I'd watch it I love the story that like all of his scenes that he filmed he didn't act with anyone because they, they couldn't give him any of the script other than his lines because they knew he would accidentally spoil it <laughs> you mean like when he literally he was like given the script for Spider-Man Far From Home and this is way before um, they gave it a name and he was well, officially like officially announced it. announced it. So he's like, hey guys, just reading a script holds it up. Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. Far From Home. He's and just like, so bad at everything. It's amazing. I, I love it. Oh, you are so terrible, Tom Holland. Yeah. I love you. What a sweet yeah. boy. I just want to make him dinner. 
<laughs> what a sweet kid. I say about a person who's like four years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old he is, actually. I always suspect he's like older five years older think. than I think he is. He's like 37. <laughs> <laughs> I like, he's a 53-year-old man. He's just, he's he just, has to have a younger stunt double because he's too old for it. His back can't take it. <laughs> he's just got... He's just, he just drinks a lot of water. His Turns skin out that was just, the trick all along. Drink all water, you'll live forever. Drink water. But no one's found that out. No. I mean, I'm literally drinking. I've drink, drunk like two litres of water today. That's why you're going to live forever. This is why I will never die. God won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Uh, shall we say goodbye to the lovely people We should people say goodbye. Thank you if you've been listening this long. Thank you. And if you're going to complain that we spoiled stuff, you're an idiot and we told you multiple times. And sorry. Not sorry. Um... <laughs> Now we just have the trick of, na- of naming it. I think we should uh, we should name it something that's uh, an, an intentionally wrong endgame spoiler. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, even those like make people super anxious. Oh yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't it's like I saw someone that. really complaining because they can't open Twitter without seeing quote Batman dies in Endgame, and they're sick of the spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, no. Yeah. Roger Rabbit dies. It's actually in the thing game. is like because the thing is, you can work out what the spoiler, what what the actual thing is because if people are doing jokey spoilers, you go okay, they've said all these people die. Who have they said haven't died? Yeah, so okay, that's, they're the ones. See, that's that are dead. why jokey spoilers don't work. Yeah, but yeah, can't believe Thanos baked a cake. That's a spoiler. I can't believe everyone was right about Ant Man going inside Thanos's ass. I can't believe they were all right, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Watching watching Paul Rudd cover himself in personal lubricant. He was just covered in Thanos' rectal viscera. Yep, that was pretty sexy. There we go, there's the title for the podcast, Thanos' rectal viscera. That is not going to be the name of the podcast. It is oh not, God, no. I don't want to yeah. have to put together an image for that. Fucking hell. Oof. Anyway... Thank you very much for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed Endgame as much as we did. Or if you didn't, that's completely valid, and that's fair also. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.